All right, I am joined today with one of my best friends again, Kolrati. What's up, bro? Hey guys, it is me again. He's very um, he's very liked on my 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 viewers so far. He's gotten the most views out of all of the people, like all of my people I've had on so far. Don't exactly know why. No, because society hates me. Yeah, society like Twitter, Facebook, everyone. Like, I went through a phase in Twitter to where I um. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of the whole cancel culture thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, they kind of canceled me <laughs> at one period of time. I uh, made a post, and it was something like, uh, you know that SpongeBob meme? It's like the sarcastic SpongeBob meme where he's, like, bent over with his hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. And in, like, the capital and undercase letters, you know, reoccurring letters like that, I, I put, it was three different quotes, and one of them was like, um... Uh, you can't. You can only say nigga in a song, <laughs> <laughs> and the and, and uh, the other one was like um, feminists have valid opinions or some shit oh like that. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, there was another one. Um, oh, it was like uh, there's more than two genders or some shit like that, bro. People, they hated that shit. They 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 came. I was getting death threats. In oh my, my god! Seriously, it blew up. Yeah, it blew the fuck up. Let me see if I actually have. Imagine being so mad. Imagine being so mad about a Twitter post that you just like threatening people's lives. It did numbers on Twitter. It did fucking. (laughs) It blew Cole up. (laughs) It blew me up. I remember I was in the Marine Corps during this time too, actually, and they tried to contact my command, but like, first of all, you have no way of knowing which command I'm at. All you know is that I'm in the fucking Marine Corps. Yeah, go ahead, try to call HQ Marine Corps in fucking Washington D.C. Look, here's the post right here. This was like, this was whenever it first. This is like whenever it first started like blowing up. Yeah, this is when it first. Yeah, there are more than two genders. <laughs> Don't say nigga in a song. <laughs> Feminists have productive members of society. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, they were pissed. Ah, those fuckers want to believe whatever they can. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> fuck them. Like, and, uh, like I said, imagine being so mad about something on, t- on Twitter that you got to threaten somebody's life. Like, ooh, God. Yeah, they were pissed. They were pissed. So ever since then, I kind of had this, um, I kind of, uh, I guess you can say, uh, image of me around the local area, at least. Right. To where, you know, a lot of the the uh, LGBTQRSTUV <laughs> people and the- fucking alphabet people. Yeah, the fucking alphabet people and the, um, what you call them, the fucking, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, it was like uh, woke- uh, liberal yeah. feminists. That's just the scum of society. Let's yeah. just say that <laughs> them them people. Those you know the fucking type. You know the fucking type. I know the type, about. bro. I know yeah, the they type. they they don't like. They don't care for me anymore. But I don't really care because fuck them, dude. Know? I know like the whole. Uh, I know I talked about this on one of my podcasts already. But the whole like Morgan Wallen thing. Thing. It's like what the <laughs> fuck, man. Like, who the fuck gives a shit. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Did and you watch the video? Uh, no, I didn't watch the video, but uh, I heard that, like, he was he was talking to one of his friends or something like that, or whatever the case was, and it was his neighbors who, like, videoed him or yeah. some shit like that. Yeah. And now, what, he's not allowed on the fucking radio? He's not allowed on air? He's, like, can't like cancel cultured completely. Like, like, it's crazy. Here's the thing, like, South Park. Duh. Yeah. South Park is still on that. <laughs> like, Dude, they can't take South Park. They cannot now. <laughs> take South Park away from us. No matter how many petitions they try signing, t- 
fucking South Park is here to stay. I love South Park. I love South I Park. I love too. South Park. I watched a clip on uh, of South Park today, actually on TikTok, and it was like this would have been canceled uh, in 2021. And Which one was it? It was the one where they're playing Wheel of Fortune. It's like people who annoy oh. you. Oh and my it's god! Like in space, G G E R S, <laughs> and he's like, "I'd like to solve the puzzle." <laughs> Dude, that was <laughs> so savage. <laughs> That was hilarious. Um, anyways, um, <clears throat> so guys, um, me and Tyler have decided that um, I know we said on our last on the last podcast that I was on uh, with Tyler, uh, we had suggested something about me bringing you know maybe a bottle of alcohol this time. So what I brought for us today is a special bottle that I drove all the way forty five minutes out of the way for. It's a bottle of bourbon, um, aged ten years. It's called a. Uh, uh, McKenna, uh, single barrel bottled and bound, Henry McKenna. Uh, it's Kentucky straight uh, bourbon, um, 50%, 100 proof. And this is supposed to be some top-notch shit right here. Um, it's hard to find. I was told it was very hard to find. Um, that's going to have That's gonna have to be one of those bottles you keep. Oh, no doubt. No doubt I'm keeping one of these. Oh, yeah. Um, so what I had started doing, actually, is... I. See, I work offshore, and in my office, I share an office with the medic, and he's. Uh, I think I. I think I actually talked about this on the last podcast. I had. Uh, hold on. Thank you. I uh, talked to him a lot about you know different scotches, and because I'm a scotch guy, I like my scotch. Uh, scotch is one of my favorite things to drink. Um, he's a big bourbon guy. He is actually in a group called the Bourbon Brothers. And they discuss and criticize and rate different bourbons. They have a whole... Um, like association. Like a Facebook group and things like that. And there's just four of them. And he's probably in his mid-60s. His name's Keith Pellerin. And he's uh, he lives around the Lafayette area, Abbeville area. Shout out to Keith. Shout out to Keith. And this <laughs> was one of the uh, bottles of bourbon that he recommended to me. And yep. so we're going to try it out here. I feel like it's gonna be awesome, man. Oh no doubt. But I, I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm not gonna try to front to my to my viewers or whatever. I can't tell the fucking difference between scotch, uh, or whiskey, or whatever. To all, I can't tell the difference. I really don't know. I mean, you could probably get like a bottle, um, and have them next to me and be like, "Here you go, Tyler. This one's scotch, and this one's like whiskey." And I'm sure I could tell the difference, but I've never actually like invested myself in trying to find out the difference, and I. Don't even know. I really want to try rum. Rum? Captain Morgan? Yeah, or like... Uh, Sailor Jerry's, Malibu. I want to try that one that uh, has that big-ass octopus on it. Oh, Kraken. I want to try that one, because I heard spice rum is the shit. Oh, okay. Oh, we didn't even need okay. that fucking pussy-ass fucking corkscrew right. thing. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. That bitch sounds sexy coming out the bottle. I know, right? You go, bud. It's like a. It's not even. It's not even like brown. It's like a red. You see that? It might be the lighting in here also, but yeah, it's uh. Yeah. Hmm. Let me. Yeah, it looks like a wine. That's wild. Let me waft it. I don't know if that's a lot or what I just did. No, that's good. That's that's a good amount. It doesn't. It doesn't sting your nose either. That's some fucking smooth shit. Let's take a look at this bottle before I uh, before we 
put this to the taste test here. <laughs> it's uh, Kenna McHenry. Uh, I'm sorry, I fucked that up. Henry McKenna. I didn't even start drinking yet. The Connoisseur's Edition of <laughs> An American Tradition. It is... Uh, is this a rye or what? I don't know. What does that mean? These are different types. 100 proof. Let's take a look at this little... Uh, this little paper thing that they have. So it's one hundred proof and it's um what is it, fifty percent alcohol? Yeah. For those of the people that don't know. Yeah, so the way it works is like however many percent you just double that and, and that's how much proof it is. So like if it's a hundred percent like actual real shit and moonshine, it'd be like two hundred proof. Or like however clear is like a hundred and ninety proof or whatever it is, that's like ninety five percent alcohol. Oh my god. Yeah. So like I think or something like that. So if it's ninety five percent alcohol, what's the five percent? Just fucking water? Like what is it? Uh, it's whatever they mix it in. I don't know. It might be water. Who knows? Dude, that's. I feel like you fucking die. Like that's crazy. Ninety five percent alcohol, man. Fuck. I'm dying to take a sip of this shit though. I ain't gonna lie. Yep. Yeah, let's try it out. All right. One, two, three. Let's go. Smooth. Smooth. Very. Wow. Almost has like a like a hickory feel to it. Now, now, okay, so most people, they won't, including myself, if you get some like high-end stuff and then you get like maybe like some Jack, say, Jack's not really all that, but but if you take a sip of this stuff and then you take a sip of like some Jack, you can definitely tell like the quality difference in that. No doubt. Like for sure. No doubt. Because I tell you what, like I don't really like whiskey, but that was smooth. Like I could definitely sip on that. Like I mm-hmm. like that, you know. And, uh, I tell you what, it's still burning my throat though. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, like I, 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 for example, like I hate Crown. I hate Crown. Really? Yeah, I don't like it. I'm not, I'm not huge on it. Unless I, unless, well, let's put it this way. Unless I mix it with something. If I mix it with some, like, Coke or something, or, like, you know, if I chase it with something, then, yeah, it's okay. But, like, Ashton, for example, he'll just drink, like, a whole thing of fucking Crown straight. I don't see how the fuck yeah, you could do that's that. That's like Brianna. She likes her Crown Vanilla. I want to try the, um, what is it, the uh, XR or something like that? Mm. The XXR or some shit. I don't know. That one's supposed to be pretty good. I haven't tried it yet, though. XR. I know the freaking green apple one's fucking good. I'm not big on flavors. I don't yeah. Like the flavors. He's, yeah. Cole doesn't like this. He doesn't like stuff that's going to make him feel happy. He just wants that alcohol that makes you want to put a gun in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I drink alcohol for one purpose and one purpose only. It's to kill the demons inside of me. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to me straight. I want it to burn. I want it to hurt. I don't drink it to make me feel good. I make it to drink me. I, I, I drink it to make me um, take take my mind off of other things. Yeah, right, right. How much? If you had to guess, how much of like do you think if you drink this, like what we got right now? I don't know. This is probably like what, like six, seven shots or something what? in our glass. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe about, probably about eight shots. You think that's enough to get us like buzzed? Um. 
I mean, it probably will me. Well, <laughs> tolerance level. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a lightweight like a motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, I guess it all depends on your tolerance level. Uh, me. I mean, I drank. I drank two glasses of that uh, 1792 foolproof last night, and I didn't really feel much. And I had about as much as we have right here. And while I was cooking, I was drink I was drinking on that, and um, I didn't really feel much. Yeah, but that was that was actually. Uh, are you fucking Irish or something? I think that was seventy. What are you? Huh? Seventy percent, hundred forty proof. Do what's your what's your ancestor? Are you Irish? Am I Irish? Yes. You are. Okay. I, I have I have a little bit of Irish. I have mostly French in me though. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why, because like I figured, like whenever you started saying how like your tolerance was and shit, I, I immediately was like, this motherfucker got to be like Irish or some shit. <laughs> or like I know Russians back in like World War Two or some shit like that. They were so low on like their, I guess water supplies, whatever the fuck it was. They just all they had in their country was just vodka, just insane amounts of vodka, and they would just drink vodka like it was fucking water. Yeah, do you know that like that has something to do with, with that, their, with like yeah. how cold you get and shit. Like, if you drink a certain amount of alcohol, it, like, formulates and, like, it keeps your blood warmer than it would normally, like, so you can, you can withstand cold better, depending on how much vodka or alcohol you drink in general, which is probably another fucking reason why they drink a lot. No, that is true. You do feel warmer. Like, you can, you can handle the cold a little bit more if, whenever you're drunk. Yeah. So, I mean, fuck, that's probably why they, uh, that's probably why they got, like, six bottles of fucking vodka wherever they fucking go. Fucking Russians, man. That's some crazy motherfuckers. Mm. I've always wanted to go to Russia. Me too. Check it out there. I wonder what it's like. Every time I think of Russia, I just think of like hard drugs. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of Russia, I immediately think of um, like I think of Stalin. Stalin. I think of Stalin, think of Stalin immediately, Stalin? right off the top. <laughs> the, the president's Putin. Yeah, but I think of like World War Two. Like anytime oh, okay, I think of yeah. Germany. Or anytime I think, think of, of Hitler. Yeah, I think of Hitler. Like, I, my mind immediately goes to, like, World War II topics. When I think of Germany, I think of Oktoberfest. And I also think of, like, club raves in Berlin. Oh, that's a thing? Yeah. Yeah, they throw the fuck down, apparently. I've never been, but my buddy, um, Devin, he's in the Marine Corps. He's He's been in Germany. He went, uh, he actually took a... Um, Backpacking. He went backpacking before he joined the Corps, after he graduated high school. Um, he went backpacking in South America, Central America, and Europe. Fuck. And he's been to all these fucking countries and shit, and yeah. he uh, Germany's one of his favorites. Yeah, fucking Caleb's out there right now. Yeah, no shit, that's true. Huh? Yeah, he's in fucking Germany. I was like, I, dude, I, I think if I was to go to Germany, I think the first place I'd go is, uh, no... Cause that's in France. I was gonna say Normandy Beach, but if I was to go to Germany, I think I'd have to go to like probably I'd, where Berlin Wall was. I definitely want to see some fucking concentration camps. Oh yeah, straight to Auschwitz. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> You're right. I forgot all I about see that. Some ashes, you know. Yeah, some hair. Some hair. Ugh. I want to see some fingernails, <laughs> dude. Like, are you a believer that? Are you one of the believers that like Hitler's still alive? Like, are you one of those guys? Well, probably not alive still today. But if he, he was still alive, he would have been. Dead by now. I mean, he's he would have been probably in his nineties. Yeah, but are you a believer that he like got out of Germany? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'd like to think because I like to, I like to, I like to entertain conspiracy theories. So I mean, I, maybe I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. 
I mean, well, I can't say, yeah, I believe in that. I can't say, no, I don't believe in that. Well, like... It's like Tupac. Is Tupac still alive? I don't think Tupac's still alive, but I think Michael Jackson's still alive. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Michael Jackson was looking pretty fucking sickly. He was, but I seen a fucking video. I mean, okay, I'm going to sound like a fucking idiot for a second here, but I seen a video on TikTok, goddammit. And the video on TikTok showed Michael Michael Jackson, like the video of like, a, I guess like a, air, like a helicopter of like him getting put into a like hospital fucking car or whatever. To an go ambulance, like in an amp, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already starting to feel this alcohol, possibly. Or Damn, am I just? Bro, you only took like two sips. Or am I? Or am I just stupid? I'm just gonna say I'm stupid. But anyway, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> safe face. <laughs> Michael, Michael Jackson got put inside of an ambulance, and then they brought him to like some other place. Well, somebody apparently followed that ambulance to like it, what it looked like. It looked like one of those um those places where you park cars at like in new orleans kind of like one of those places like a parking garage yeah like a parking garage they followed it to the like followed that and they seen michael jackson because like get out of the back of it and just fucking walk into like the fucking elevator did he moonwalk no 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 he probably just still in character i guess <laughs> i mean act dead i, I don't know <laughs> but like he he had like a towel over his head and he was like wearing all white or some shit and they put him in i don't know how fucking real that is but like I'll be believing some shit on TikTok though. I mean, they got they got some they got some pages on there that filled it with conspiracy theories that eh, a lot of it makes sense. They got I, a lot of shit out there that makes a lot of fucking sense. Yeah, that's the thing about conspiracy theories. Like, there's like a good conspiracy theory will legit have you like, huh? Yeah, and that's like that's the main problem. Like with Pizzagate it. with Hillary Clinton and fucking child pedo dude. What's his name? Um, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Epstein, that dude. What's Pizzagate? Is that what you said? Pizzagate? Yeah, so... What's that? Oh. Uh, my, uh... My facts not might not be 100% correct on this. But from my understanding, what Pizzagate is all about, something along the lines of... It's definitely some, uh... Uh, child trafficking. Um... Now, if it's sex trafficking, I don't know, but I know that there was this thing where they were using, uh, like all of these high Washington elites and Hollywood elites and things like that, you know, politics and celebrities and movie stars and musicians and sh all that shit, like yeah. Ellen Degenerate and, uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck that <laughs> stupid bitch. I call her Ellen Degenerate and, um, you know, all these fucking celebrities and shit they uh had this like cult and they pretty much like take all of these kids and all of these children and they would bring them back to epstein island and they would like um set the children free in the woods and then they would have these hide and seek hunting games well, you swear to God. To where it would get the kids, like, their adrenaline going and scared as fuck. Oh, so they're harder than fuck? No. <laughs> no. No. Because what it does is it, it activates your uh, pineal gland, which is the gland that is right in the frontal lobe of your brain. Right. Okay. And your pineal gland is, it, it produces natural DMT. 
Now, for those of you who don't know what DMT is, it's dimethyltryptamine, and it can be found in various different sources, natural sources, uh, certain types of... Uh, Mushrooms, I think. No, that's psilocybin. Oh, or, psilocybin, yeah. However the fuck you pronounce it. Yeah. Well, DMT can be found in things like uh, certain types of like tree roots and plants and things like that. They make it, um, well, they manufacture it and pr- produce it naturally in like Central America and some places in South America and things like that. And it's, it's like the most intense psychedelic trip that you can possibly be on. And, and a lot of people say that, you know, it, it, it truly puts you in a different dimension hmm. and it, it only lasts for a brief period of time, maybe like 30, 45 minutes. But what it does is it, 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 it I don't know. I don't know. Y'all should definitely go look at some YouTube videos on it because they have some people in there who will be able to explain it a lot better than me. And in accordance with this whole Pizzagate thing, what they what what they do is whenever they scare these children, it it kind of you know gets their activation going in their pineal gland, and you know that it <clears throat> whenever they kill these children after they capture them and catch them, they will extract that pineal gland out of their you know out of their brain and they consume it and they eat it what the fucking fuck are you telling me right now yeah look it up um no trust me i believe you real shit uh just about any conspiracy theory to do with government hey i'm all ears (laughs) but like could you imagine i'm sure i'm sure fucking um uh god that's some wild shit, dog. Yeah. That's some wild shit. There's, um... Imagine how much of a sick fuck you gotta be to fucking... Not, not only track a kid down, kill him, then cut his fucking pineal, penal, or fuck you wanna say, gland out of his head, and then just fry it up and eat it. Why, what's the point of What's the point of doing that, though? What's the... Is it, like, they does they believe that gives them youth or some shit? Like, what the yeah, fuck? um, it, it, uh... I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure about like what it exactly does for them whenever they consume it. Probably makes uh, their asshole taste better. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but look at the whole QAnon conspiracy. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, that's PizzaGate kind of fueled that, right? And it's all just kind of like a giant snowball effect, and things are starting to leak. Things are starting to come out. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean that's I, I I honestly full-heartedly believe in Pizzagate. I think that's some legit shit. And I don't think it's I don't think it's just a cuz I'm a pretty conservative guy, you know, I'm I'm pretty right-wing, you know, whenever it comes to my beliefs and my morals and my values. Um you know, don't tread on me. Uh marriage is supposed to be between a man and a woman. You know, that type of thing. You know, I'm a very traditional, you know, right. I was raised in the South. That's how I am. And you know what? If you have a problem with it, fuck you. I really don't give a fuck. However, I do believe that the whole Pizzagate and QAnon thing is an issue on both sides of the, you know, like I, I think it's, I don't think it's strictly a, uh, I guess you can say Democrat uh, type of thing. Like the Bushes or more than likely involved in it, you know. Oh yeah, I think so too. And probably like a bunch of like these country music stars and who knows? Who knows? They who knows? um I remember listening to one of Rogan's podcasts one time and he said something like apparently in the living room like above the fireplace cuz like 
apparently that's how Epstein got like all the power that he got because like he had like dirt on a lot of people and then you know all that shit led to him having the island and really having a lot of his wealth apparently because he just knew shit about certain people he pretty much blackmailed himself into all that power but um Rogan said that in his living room apparently there's a big there's a painting or a portrait yeah, a portrait of George uh, George Bush or... Playing with some blocks and an airplane. Yeah. Towers. Yeah. Dog. Bruh. That's fucking crazy. It's... I mean, that's 100%. Like, I don't know about you. There's no doubt that 9-11 was an inside job. 100%. All yeah, right. There's I'm, no fucking doubt. I'm glad you were on the same page as me with that. Because <laughs> I didn't want to have to argue that shit. <laughs> no, I, I full-heartedly believe that 9-11 was an inside job. Uh, don't get me wrong. Lower acts of terrorism happen every day. I love I love blowing some, you know, camel fuckers' heads off, you know, just as <laughs> some, much as the next some guy. Sand, some sand niggas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Um, you know, they're all Arabs to me, you know. Motherfuckers <laughs> 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 from Turkey, he's an Arab now. Fucking Arab. Pretty much anybody outside of America is an Arab. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Mexicans, the Jews, they're all Arabs. <laughs> no, that that little bit that I just threw out there—that's a little bit from John C. Riley's character on um, on the the dictator, the dictator. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, whenever he's like, uh, dude, he goes hard. Yeah, he's like, you know, I'll protect you with my life, but just so you know, I don't like your kind. I don't, I don't particularly care for Arabs. He's like, that's he's okay because like, I'm, okay, I'm not because I'm not from uh, I'm not from the I'm not a, I'm not an Arab. He's like, nah, you're all fucking Arabs. <laughs> You know, the blacks, the Jews, you know, whatever. You're all fucking Arab. Pretty much anybody from, who's not from America is fucking Arab. <laughs> yeah. And then he says, then he says, um, oh, if uh, while you're in America, I, I, I suggest that you go look at the Statue of Liberty before the, one of your saying. Empire saying, State Building yeah. before one of your fucking cousins. Come what, are you, what are you saying, nigga cousins? Goes blow it up. <laughs> I think he says saying monkey. Sand monkey, yeah, yeah sand monkey cousins goes blow it up, <laughs> dog. I tell you what, you know, you call him what you want. Call him fucking sand monkey. Call him fucking camel fucker, goat fucker. You know what I call him? I call him targets. Targets, huh? Targets, and that's all they fucking are to me. You ever saw that TikTok of a? Uh, it's a. It was a. God, it, Twitter's gonna love this podcast. <laughs> 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 They're gonna have a, I'm gonna get docs. They're gonna call my fucking job. Get me fired. <laughs> yeah, for real. They're gonna try their hardest to cancel both of us. I don't give a fuck. Fuck y'all. Yeah, fuck you. It's the fucking truth. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen that TikTok? It's like a guy. He's sitting there and he's like America because it has like America above his head or whatever. It's like, hey, uh, what do you guys do around here? And it, he's talking to like um. I believe he's talking to like Russia and it's like, he says, what do you guys do around here? And he's talking, he's like, I don't know. Sometimes we throw shit at Kevin and then it shows him throwing a piece of like a piece of paper, like into a garbage can and it's a fucking bomb and it says Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we throw shit at Kevin. <laughs> Who's Kevin? <laughs> Man, the fucking TikTok is just undefeated. Like I could just sit on TikTok for like hours and just fucking go off. I actually like kind of like want to start like, I don't know if I want to do it, do it, but I want to start like a series on TikTok. Uh, I mean, not TikTok, on YouTube about like just it's like a 10 minute video of just funny fucking TikToks just consecutively. Yeah, kind of like, like compilations. Right. Kind of like a, like the style of like America's Home Videos. Remember that fucking old ass show? Mm-hmm. America's fucking Home Videos. Kind of like that. Just a collage of fucking videos. Well, they have the same thing with like Vine videos. Right. They used to have funny ass Vine compilation videos. Yeah, dude. I miss Vine so oh, much. Oh, God, man. Me too. Me fucking too. That was some good times. I was whenever, 
Those are the golden days. Those are the golden days. Yeah, I think fucking Vine was the shit whenever I was still... We were both in, still in high school, I believe. But, yeah, it was the shit. Hey, is there a way you can pause this podcast? I have to I have to use your bathroom. Uh, I cannot pause it, but you could just go. I'll just talk to myself. Oh, I gotta take a shit. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm sorry, bud. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta let one. I gotta let one go. I. <laughs> wait, I might be able to hold up. All right, I think we're back. Okay, yeah, we're back. Cool. We're back. Awesome. All right, we are back. I just discovered a whole other function of this shit, and Cole had to go blow my bathroom up. So. We're back now. Yeah, about that, actually. Um, <laughs> so, guys, listen. Uh, in case you don't know. <laughs> in case you don't know. No gay shit. But. <laughs> <laughs> no homo alert. <laughs> however, I've always knocked bidets. I always thought that was like some weird ass French, you know, faggotry shit that they got going on there. Oh, I can't. Can I say that word faggot? Can mm-hmm. I say that? Is that going to offend too many people? Uh, you know, I, I don't give a fuck. Anyways, I, I was never much of a fan of that faggotry shit. But Tyler has a bidet at his house. <laughs> and I, um, well, you know, I was about to wipe my ass. I said, you know what? For shits and giggles here, let me just uh, <laughs> let me just see what this is all about. Just, you know, just keep this between me, myself, and I. <laughs> Y'all. But then he loved it. But now I'm telling the podcast about it. <laughs> if you. Okay, so like I wipe my ass and I always make sure, you know, that shit's clean. Right. But this shit, it, it felt like. It felt like it was like hitting the crevices. Yeah, right. You just like you're 100 percent sure and all of it's like, gone. I just I feel so much better about myself as a person. now. Right. It's like I feel superior to everybody else around me. I'm yeah, like, like, you're not wiping your ass the right way. You're fucking cavemen. And I'm over here in the third. Like I'm in the 21st century. All right. You're still wiping your ass. Dude, I feel like a, I feel so fucking disgusting when I have to take a shit at work now because <laughs> like all of my life I've been wiping my ass. But now I don't have to at work. I mean, at home. You can never go back. So it's like I can never go back. Like, dude, I tell you what this weird thing I do. Now, people might fucking, I don't know. Actually, you know what? If y'all hate on me, y'all hate on me because that'd be, that'd be cool too. It's whatever. But anyway, whenever I have to take a shit at work, I'm so used to using my bidet that I fucking, I take a bunch of toilet paper. Now, obviously, when I'm done with this, I fucking wash the shit out of my hands. But I roll up my toilet paper and then I dip the fucking toilet paper in the water down there. And I fucking wipe my ass like that because I feel like without the water, I don't get a clean. Like, I don't get clean. I think there are some things that should have been left to ourselves. Hey, it's all right. <laughs> I think there were some things <laughs> that might not have, have have to have been said. No, I mean, Tushy, if you're out there, hey, I can be a sponsor because me, hey, me and Cole, we're, we're both, we both with it. I'll vouch for it. Yeah, we're vouched for it. And I already, I don't know about the whole wiping you know, dipping the toilet paper in the water type of thing. That's a that's a method that I can't. Nah, do. you're lying. You're gonna go home and you're gonna. Try I don't know it. if I could jump on that train. You, you're gonna go home and you're gonna try it. Watch. I mean, I've been doing it for the last 23 years. You know, just dry wiping like a normal person. I mean, this one bidet experience, yeah, it was pretty great. I don't think I'll necessarily go out and buy one just because you know I don't feel like spending that kind of money right now. It's only like 70 bucks. Oh really? Yeah, it's only like 70 bucks. Oh okay, well then maybe. But um, and you can install. I installed it in like five minutes. <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah, it's oh, easy shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> slowly creeping over. <laughs> I might. 
I might go buy a bidet tomorrow. Yeah, I feel like if anybody has one, you should have one because you're like probably the most cleansly motherfucker that I know. So like, I am. I do like my shit to be clean. You're like hygienic as shit. So it's like you know you don't like I'm at like after that you don't really have you don't have to wash your hands if you don't want to because you don't touch anything. It's like it's awesome. I mean, I still wash my hands, but I mean, you still can. But I mean, Tyler, let's just let's move let's move from this. Let's move from this subject. Okay, no, no. <laughs> I feel like I got to clarify myself now because you got me feeling Just self-conscious don't, and shit. Because I don't want you to end up saying something else that... <laughs> no. Okay, wait. No, I got to say it. So what I do is... Okay, so after you use the bidet, you got like your asshole is like dripping wet or whatever. So you're like, oh my God, like how am I... All right, Tiffany just Snapchatted me. How am I going to get the, like, all of the water? <laughs> How am I going to get the water out of my ass? And you're like, oh, man, but I don't want to use the toilet paper. So what I do is I have a, like, towel that I use specifically for that. And I have it right by my toilet. So I, uh, yeah, I have it. So that's how I use it instead of my toilet paper. What do you want me to do? <laughs> oh, right there. It took like this took like two seconds. Oh, you already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, who would have known? But speaking of Tiffany, that fucking let's dive into that podcast she had us listening to right before she left my house. Who Tiffany? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was some wild shit, dude. Okay, so like, I'm not saying it wasn't funny, and if you're listening to Tiffany, oh I'm hold right. on, stand by. Try that. Okay. Try that. Oh, uh, let me. Take a swig of the, the shits real quick. What is this? This is a watermelon. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. God, I, dude, I love the way that that fucking. I love the way that makes your throat build, dude. That fucking shit slaps. Um, it's but, like deep throating a piece of ice. It's like yeah. It's like sucking a snowman's dick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They should have a flavor called that. <laughs> snowman, snowman dick. dick. <laughs> 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 um, but no, uh, Tiffany. Abear was at my house earlier and we were all just chilling in the living room and she had us listening to this podcast. And if Tiffany, if you're listening, I'm not it was funny. I'm not saying it's not funny. But here's the difference between men and women. Right? I don't promote women's rights. Okay. Let me just come out and say this. Okay. <laughs> There's a difference between men and women, all right? When a man has sex with a woman, he or if a man has sex with a girl, whatever, whatever your preference a is. A girl or a woman. <laughs> choose one. Yeah, uh, they don't go about it. They don't make a whole two-hour podcast about the shit. Like, we, like, say, hey, you see that bitch over there? Yeah, smash that. Yeah, smash that. And then that's the end of the conversation. End of conversation. We don't, we're talking about football or whatever the fuck else. Yeah, we don't, like, like, it's not, like, the basis of the entire conversation. Like, I don't know about you particularly, but that shit makes my skin crawl, dude. Like, oh, my God, you know, I was giving him some sloppy fucking head. And, oh, my God, you know, there was just so much spitting. And then he... And then, you know, I just couldn't look up because you know, I was so drunk and I just didn't want to throw up. And it's like, bitch, who the fuck cares? Like, <laughs> well, exactly. Who the fuck cares? Exactly. Like, like I said, like, I'm not saying it wasn't funny, but it's like, that's the difference between men and women. Like me and Cole listening to that. We're like, oh, my God, bitch, we don't give a fuck. And but all the women who listen to that, just like, yeah, you know what? I had this one time yeah. <laughs> where I wasn't giving fucking I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to film the fucking video and then he didn't want it. Like, yeah. But, like, that's the difference. It's, it's a huge difference. You know what I've come to realize since we're on this topic? What? Pussy all almost all feels the same. I feel like 
you know, it's it's all the. I mean, yeah, some bitches get wetter than other bitches, and yeah, but I mean, shit, you know, once you're in there, yeah, it's almost like you know, it, it all feels warm. You know, it's all just yeah, it's all just a wet hole. Well, like. <laughs> 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 That's a fantastic way to explain it. Question: The wetter, the better, for you? Is that the way it is for you? I mean, sure, yeah, of course. Because I'm not gonna lie, I like. I mean, I don't want it to be too wet though, because if it's too wet, you don't really like feel nothing. Really. No, not not only that, but like I'm gonna bust, you know, a little too fast. Yeah, and true. I, I like to I like to show up and show out. Yeah, I mean? that's true. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I don't want to be one of those guys who you know has to you know apologize and explain myself, and it's like you know. I, why the fuck do I have to explain myself, bitch? It's, this is your fault, you know? Yeah, man. Maybe you shouldn't get so fucking wet. Yeah, and it's, wa- it's warm in there, fucking. man. You see what happens? <laughs> I saw this the other day on Twitter. It, um, it was, You see what happens when you put a fucking hot dog in the microwave for too long? It fucking busts up because it's warm in there. That's why we bust so quick. It's warm. It's warm. <laughs> I, I like hot dogs. So It's only so much you can do, man. I don't want the play. And... I, this is another goddamn thing. I think it's bullshit that we get one motherfucking orgasm. We get one when we fucking bust a nut. Yeah, we bullshit. deserve more than one. Yeah, man. You know, we should be able to... That's why we know, get paid more. We get to get <laughs> facts. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The pay gap is a real fucking thing. And if you have a fucking problem with it, then maybe you should have stayed the fuck home and done the fucking dishes and the clothes <laughs> like you fucking told you to to begin with. But no, you want it to be strong and independent. You want it to have rights and shit. See where the fuck you at now? Dumbass. Anyways. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> Wait. Oh, God. Breathe. I was in the middle of laughing and taking a big swig of this fucking alcohol Cole brought us. But... Fuck, I forget what we was going on a tangent about. Talking about women and the pay gap. Oh, yeah. And it's their fucking fault. Yeah, the reason... their pussy gets too wet. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a legit fucking bit, I swear to God. <laughs> Look, you can't be mad about the fucking pay gap because we have one orgasm and y'all have like 11,000. And if you don't get 11,000, you're fucking pissed off about it. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, bitch, you should be lucky that I'm even putting my dick inside of you. Yeah, man. It's my a- dick is golden. <laughs> it's like it's like that fucking that scene off of fucking Ted one whenever they they got uh, Tom Brady sleeping under the, in the bed. Yeah, have you seen Ted? Dog, tell me you haven't fucking not seen Ted. Oh no, I did. I've seen Ted, but it was a long time ago. Okay, well Tom Brady's sitting in his bed, and I, I I think they're legit trying to get some of his sperm for some fucking reason. I can't remember, but they lift up the fucking sheets. And it's like the fucking holy grail down there. They have like gold fucking all over the walls now, and it's like oh, it's like <laughs> that's it's like that. <laughs> that's how our dicks should be looked at. Yeah, like you take down in your pants, and it's like the fuck. You should see two set of wings right there on the side of the balls. Like that's what we want. Cause like, cause like, here's the thing, you know. <laughs> My nigga just adjusted his whole position. <laughs> here's the thing on that. He about to go in. <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta be careful who you have sex with because. You want to fuck, and this is for all the women who are fucking listening, which listen I don't know up, what bitches. the fuck you would be. Listen up. Because we ain't got shit really to say to you except this little Hey, but if you here. are listening, I love you. I love all of you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you if know, you like, promote. <laughs> yeah, if you stuck around this long for this vulgar ass podcast, thank you. You're a trooper. <laughs> You're a real one. <laughs> you might, you, okay, I'm not talking to you. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. talking to the ones who dip the fuck out and who probably are going to end up calling my company to try to get me fired. Yeah, like 90% of you. So yeah. the 10%, yeah, yeah. You know you know who you are. But like, you know, you you got all these pansy-ass guys running around. You know, the ones who, you know, the ones who, uh, you know, they, they don't, they don't take care of their body. Instead, they fucking you know, they let the women wear the pants in, in the relationship. Oh you know, yeah, the fucking the fairies, yeah, 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 yeah. The, no. the 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 straight fairies. But <laughs> you know, we all know that that they're secretly, you know, they like dick in the ass. They probably get picked by their old ladies. Which hey, you know what? If you're into that, good for you. It's just it's not my thing. Uh, cough, cough, Dominic. Cough, cough, Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey, just for the record, fuck Dominic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just for the record. Pause, 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 pause. Fuck Dominic. <laughs> I just wanna I just wanna go out and say that, you know, fuck fuck Dominic, fuck everything he stands for. And fuck his liberal ass sister. Yep, and something about getting pegged in ass, right? Yeah, because his sister unfollowed me on Twitter. Oh, I swear to God. I swear to God. Why? What was she doing? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> she might have listened to the last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's probably like the ninety percent of freaking females that saw what you do and they're like, Oh my god, I gotta oh, cancel no him doubt. Now. No doubt, because I mean she's she's one of those liberal feminist, you know, women empowerment, you know, we don't need men <laughs> oh, <laughs> type of bitches. Jesus Christ. You know? One of those. Isn't that something that like it seriously in- infuriates you on just a daily basis? <laughs> like <laughs> I get, I see one of those bitches on Twitter, and I immediately get aggressive. <laughs> he immediately gets re- aggressive. He says, "Take take a long one. Take 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 another hit, but take a long one." This has Nick. Uh, it has. Click clack. Oh. Mm-hmm. Cause uh, I got a plug. My man Chase Denson. <laughs> Bro, for real though, like Chase always brings the shits when he comes to the parties. <coughs> Fuck. Yeah, Chase be hooking it up. Like, <laughs> and what is, even... is this? Is just just CBD? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, because I do get drug tested. So, but yeah. if it's just CBD, then I'm not worried about it. Nah, yeah. I do I... have to wake up in the morning though. I got to pick up my little boy. I mean, you should be. You should yeah, be, I'll fine. be fine. I'll be fine. You're fine. You have a tolerance. But yeah, I actually found out that that CBD shit doesn't uh, fail a drug test because... No, I, not at all. It doesn't show up. Yep. I was at work, and let me tell you about this stupid shit. So I'm at work, and I'm driving the... For- and I've actually said this story once before, but anyway, so I'm driving a forklift, and I'm going into the trailer. In the trailer, there's like about... It's called a rack, and it's about six foot tall, mm-hmm. and that's where the water actually sits in. Well, I'm going inside that bitch... And there's a fucking pallet on top of the rack for some fucking reason. So I'm like, why? That's never there like that. But anyway, so instead of I went inside the thing and instead of going and taking the rack itself out of the trailer and bringing it outside and then picking up the pallet that's on top of the rack, I just fucking went inside the trailer and tried to get that bitch from inside the trailer. So I lifted my fucking forks up and the bitch went right through the roof. <laughs> so there's like a huge fucking hole in this company trailer. And yeah. Do they know that you did it? Yeah, they know how to do it. I went to say, well, you just told it in yourself. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. I would do I went through all the process. Trust me. Like I would, I did it and I was like, bro, hold up. I could go to Home Depot on my lunch and I could get some tin and I could get some silicone and I could fix it up real good. <laughs> but I was like, nah, man, they still going to get me. So I just <laughs> they did. Still gonna get me. <laughs> so I just did that. But anyway, the the moral of that story is, yeah, I got drug tested that very same day. And the night before that, I actually 
had um two CBD gummies, and those oh. have like fucking seven hundred fifty milligrams in each one of them. Oh. So I took two of them hoes, and I didn't. I passed the drug test. So yeah, know. CBD doesn't show up in a drug test. THC does. Yeah, CBD doesn't. You know, Ashton told me some wild shit, saying that apparently you can't test a uh, employee for for that shit anymore because it's like an invasion of their privacy or some shit like that. Really? That's what he told me. He's like at Cairo where he works, they won't drug they won't test you for that shit anymore because apparently they can get in trouble for it being an invasion of your privacy. That's weird. That's strange. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I mean cuz almost every single time I fly offshore, I get drug tested and they test you for benzo um Jesus. <laughs> fucking opioids, um methamphetamines, amphetamines, THC, cocaine, all that shit. They test you for fucking everything. Mm-hmm. Every single time I go offshore. Almost. Well, almost every time. It's all randomized, so you never really fucking know, but... They can really tell all that just anything. from one, like, test of your, mm-hmm. like, Yeah, piss. yeah, no, it's a strip. It's a strip test. They... You piss in the cup, and then they take the strip test, and they put it inside, and then after, like, 45 seconds or so, it'll... It'll if a line pops up on any of them, yeah, it's kind of like a birth control, uh, a pregnancy test. It's almost, right, it's almost like a pregnancy test, except with um, illicit subject, uh, su- uh, uh, substances. Right. Instead of a baby. Yeah, well, it's crazy that they would test you for all that shit before you go out. Because I mean, that seems like, I mean, goddamn, probably the only thing they're testing you for whenever you go. Well, for we've like had a-, a lot of incidents. Really? Yeah. I remember um, it was uh, probably about a year ago. Son, I'm feeling good. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling good. <laughs> I'm not feeling. I mean, I'm feeling good, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not fucked up. I want to get fucked up. I would like to be fucked up right now. Really? Yes. Dude, I am right now. <laughs> I would like to be fucked up. But anyways, um, I was. It was probably about a year ago and I was talking to the medic. Um, he, he's an operator now, but he used to be the medic like a long time ago. This was before I had this conversation with him that he was the medic. And I asked him, I said, Hey Scotty, what's the craziest shit you've ever seen offshore? And he said two things. Yeah. A little closer. Uh, Sorry about that. I was uh, getting too relaxed in my chair. Yeah. He said two things, two things. There's two things that he said was the craziest shit he's ever seen. And I'm going to touch on the one that pertains to this subject, and then I'm going to touch on the other one afterwards. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, the first thing he said was, um, we used to have these these guys. Um, I think he said there were like some crane mechanics, or they, they worked on the crane, something like that. They worked for L.A. Crane, uh, which is a crane company in the southern region of Louisiana, and they uh, contract themselves out for customers and things like that. Well, they had these guys who were working for them. They were like some... Uh, uh, recently released prisoners or something like that. They had just gone out of jail or whatever. And, uh, oh no, that's a second. I'm sorry. That's the second story. <laughs> I'm sorry. The first story, first story, they would have these guys who would come out and they would have to work like 18 hour shifts almost every single day. God damn. Man. Yeah. So they were getting barely six hours of sleep after they would knock off, eat, dinner uh shower get in bed they were probably getting like four hours of sleep. no time to masturbate like at all not at all not a fucking and if no. you want to then you're maybe looking at an hour and a half of sleep you know? yeah because you really got to fo- like whenever you're offshore you really got to focus if you're trying to get your nut you really got to focus <laughs> yeah because there's like, men all around you all day you know on on the on a good day on a good day you might have one other person in your room 
Normally, you'll have at least three other people in your room. Dude, that just feels so weird, you can't. Man. You know, you gotta you gotta make sure everybody else is asleep first. You gotta make sure nobody else is whacking it. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird situation. I know it's awkward, and you know what? But you know what? Two weeks, two weeks is a long fucking time without getting that nut. I couldn't imagine trying to scope out a room, looking around for somebody else trying to beat their meat before I do it. <laughs> well, no, because you're assigned to a certain room. Uh, and they only have they only have so many rooms on the platform. Yeah. Like let's say they have twenty. How do you rooms. know? You just hear somebody fucking, fucking clapping, or, or a bunch of a. Uh, oh, uh, you know, because like you're under the sheets and you got to be quiet. You can't be. You can't make it obviously loud. Yeah, you, know? you don't want to. Yeah, yeah, beat me loudly. <laughs> but anyways, they used to have these guys who they would work these long ass shifts. So what they would do is they would they would smuggle like meth offshore. Damn, bro. Yeah, and they would find them. They, they they found them one time smoking meth, like on the helideck or some shit like that. Whoa. Yeah. So like fall off easily and die. No, a helideck's pretty fucking big. I mean, you could land like two helicopters on that bitch. Oh yeah, but there's no like fence around the bitch though, right? Like you can fall in. There's a um, there's a catch fence that's that it lays horizontal all around, all the way around. It's probably oh, about four foot. In case somebody does. Um, okay, a lot of people smart. use it for their baggage, but um. <laughs> No, that's just, I mean, if you're in the center of the helideck, you're not fucking falling off. I don't care how strong the wind is. I don't care how bad of a balance you have. No matter how much if you're, in you're the, on. If you're in the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, or that. I don't care, you know, if you're in the center of the helideck, you're not going to fall off. You're not You're not going to. That's that's a big fucking helideck. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. The point of the story is these guys are smoking meth on the helideck. They would smuggle this shit offshore. And the way they do it is... And if you think about it, it's really not hard to smuggle something offshore. I mean, technically, you're not supposed to bring big lighters offshore because it can explode due to the pressure in the air. Because Damn. it's a pressurized, you know, uh, item. It's a pressurized object. Right. And it's not because they don't want you to bring it on the platform. It's because the helicopter company won't allow you to have it in the helicopter because the helicopter can go up to like 2,000, 2,500 feet in the air. And the pressure gets, you know, it, the PSI increases so much that, you know, it could, it could create, you know, these... A little combustion. Yeah, pretty much. And the next thing you know, you have a fire in the cargo compartment. You have to make an emergency landing on the water. Coast Guard has to come out, and it's costing you all this fucking money, and it could possibly be dangerous. People could possibly lose their lives. Yeah, for sure. So, but they still have a lot of people who bring those offshore, even though they're not supposed to. Just like, that's the same exact reason you can't bring a vape offshore. Mm, It's not because of the facility, it's because of the aircraft. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But of course, you know, the company doesn't want you to bring drugs offshore. So, so how so how are they doing things. it? So how are they doing it? So you walk through this metal detector, right? And every single time you walk it, no matter what, it's always going to go off because you have to wear steel toe boots offshore, right? Yeah, right. So what they do is if you notice on the metal detector, I don't know if anybody's ever actually looked behind them and watched somebody walk through a metal detector. But there's like five or six different green lights. And whichever one lights up red is the area on your body right, right. that's showing up where it's metal. So so every single time, it's only supposed to be your feet that shows up red. And they're like, ah, that's normal. And they're like, oh, those are probably still to boots. And then they ask you to raise up your jeans just up to like here. And so then they got just, a Bowie knife. On they don't hands. even really they don't <laughs> even really look at them. They just they just feel right here. Yeah. They don't even go below your ankle. So you can slip something down here by your toes like in a cre- yeah and you can smuggle that shit offshore so fucking easy wow. so fucking easy and if you pack enough cargo whenever it's going through the machine the vending machine or i say vending machine but like the little fucking 
whenever it's going through the belt thing yeah yeah, the the conveyor belt the x-ray machine if you if you pack like enough clothes or whatever they can't really notice like those small little things so these guys were smuggling meth offshore and they were just getting fucked up on the platform so ever since then you know they've been really tight about their you know drug screening and they probably look forward to fucking work they're like man my wife knows i do meth but I mean, I can't be doing that shit around the house, so I can't fucking wait until I go back out, man. I just I gotta get fucked up, <laughs> get my fix. Fucking methods, man. That but that's wild though. They could just get that shit on there so easily. And but yeah. they, do they sell it while, like to other people while they're out there? Or they're just oh, doing I, it themselves. I mean, I haven't. I've never been on a facility where somebody was doing drugs. Obviously. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought the whole time you were talking about some shit that went on at you. No, I mean it, it happened on my platform, but this was before I came there. This was like years back, apparently. Yeah. Okay. But that was the first thing that the medic or prior medic, current operator, told me. His name is Scotty. The second thing. Now, this shit is fucking gross and kind of funny, but still fucking gross. Okay. Is it so is it racist at all? <laughs> it could be. It could be. <laughs> Depending on who's listening and interpreting. <laughs> so, um, like I said before, this... This company called L.A. Crane, they they were bringing these guys offshore and uh, they were out there. Now, this was a bunch of like prison work release type of guys and uh, they had just gotten out of jail or whatever, whatever the case was, or something, something along those lines. There were a bunch of spicks. So uh, I'm sorry. My, my apologies. There were, there were a bunch of Mexicans. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you said that so like. <laughs> you said that like it's normally in your vocabulary, like you, like you didn't well, even notice it. You just drove right past it because it is. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it was just funny. But I mean, I say, I usually say like wet back. So. I know, I'm sorry. And, you know the whole fucking um, you know chink gook zip ahead <laughs> camel zip fucker ahead. yeah, and then I um, moon cricket you know. <laughs> Dude, they about to they, dude. They are gonna shut this fucking podcast down, no <laughs> doubt. I'm sorry. Let me let me stop. Let me <laughs> give a fuck. Keep going. Um. Anyway, so it was a bunch of these, <laughs> a bunch of these Hispanic background people. <laughs> they were offshore, and like I said, you know, they had just come out of prison, or they were still, you know, whatever the case was, they were a bunch of. Um, not worth the fucks. So they pretty much were used to fucking other men because they were in prison for such a long time. Fuck. Scotty told me that one time he had one of the BR hands, which the BR hand is, um, we got all these little Vietnamese kids. They come work offshore for us and they, they do our laundry. They, um, do our beds for us. They, and, um, they get bitches. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they, you know, I'm not, I respect them. You know, they, they're some hard workers and they're some good guys. They're, they're all really good guys. So I'm not going to call them a bitch because, you know, they, they're out there working just like I am. They're 14 days in the water just like I am. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, and they have certain ones that cook and boy, they can fucking throw down. Bro, the motherfuckers can cook. Hmm. And that's who cooks our meals, our breakfast, uh, dinner, lunch, whatever. Damn, you know, that's dope. Cook. And they always have a night crew because they cook for the night guys and things like that, you know, and it's, yeah. So anyways, one of the BR hands, which is the ones who they take care of the bedrooms, um, 
they came up to Scotty one day and they were like, hey, I need you to come check out this room. There are some things in here and I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> and it was a latex glove, a rubber band, and some Orogel. And apparently, after further investigation, that certain room, there was this one um, guy who was staying in there and he was pretty much like the bitch of the group. He was the goat. Not greatest all right. of all time, but like the fucking goat. Oh, no. And yeah. yeah. Oh, no. So what these guys were doing is they would take these latex gloves. They would cut off the fingertips. They would put it on their dicks, and then they would take rubber bands and hold it on their shaft of their dick. And then they would take Origel to numb up the guy's asshole. And then they would all take turns raping him every single night while they were offshore. You sure rape is the right word? <laughs> <laughs> I feel well, like whatever, but yeah, dude, that they is were insane. fucking them. Yeah, <laughs> shit's crazy. Oh my god, it's such a strange like way to do it too, man. Like, why couldn't you just buy a condom? I don't. What, they, like they they cut off the tip. Did they want to come in his ass? Because if you if they find condoms offshore, I mean, I'm sure they were probably cause, like fucking contraband or something. I'm sure they would probably be like, why the fuck do you have condoms out here? Well, because it feels better when I jack off with that around my dick. It's fuck, right? I mean, it's like it got like gel in it. You're not supposed to masturbate offshore. Is that like some sort of rule? Yeah. No way. You fucking shitting me. Housekeeping. Okay, then bring bitches on board so you can fucking fuck while you you're You know, I've always had this concept and idea that, <laughs> yeah, I, that I they, never, had a dream. they never <laughs> wanted to implement. And... It was, you know, not, you know, for the for the single guys who, you know, aren't married and the ones who, you know, they want to get, you know, their their rocks off, their rocks off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they should these these big name companies because, you know, they got fucking money. They got billions of money. They need to hire these high end escorts, you know, and have them work a 14 and 14 shift. Damn, so they out there. Yeah, you know, this is their fucking job, you know. God, okay. (laughs) That sounds rough. (laughs) Bunch of sexually frustrated men. (laughs) Your job is just fuck all of them. (laughs) No breaks, bro. No weekends off. No, what they need to do. so, So I thought about that. I truly thought about this. There needs to be like two or three designated rooms, you know, one for, you know, however many, you know, girls they have out there, you know, different, right. you know, you could choose which ones you want, you know, there's a schedule and the way it needs to work is, you know, the night guys, you know, have a certain time during, during the day before they go to sleep to, you know, go do their business, whatever they want to do. And there, you know, it could be in like 15 or 20 or 30 minute increments, whatever you schedule for talk and they can take it out of your paycheck. They could take it out of your paycheck. Oh my god! And there's certain there's certain time frames to where each company is allocated that much time. Like let's say we have Gulf Island offshore at the moment, they can be from like uh, four thirty in the morning to five fifteen, five thirty in the morning. <laughs> and there's three rooms. Let's nice. say there's nine guys offshore. They each get a good, you know, 15 minutes in in each room. You know, oh there you go. <laughs> Mass scale sexual scheduling. <laughs> so fucking weird. <laughs> and this is just but a fantastic idea. Of course, because here's the thing: you're not you're, you're creating a, you're, you know you're creating jobs for for the economy. <laughs> you're 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 letting these guys you know get their frustration out while they're offshore. The morale is going to be so much higher. They'll be able to focus on their work more work more efficiently, work safer, 
Mm-hmm. You're ultimately there's there. It's a win-win-win situation. There is no negative to the situation. And look for all you bitches out there who don't like what I'm saying. I'm promoting sex work. So shut your fucking whore mouth. Yeah, I mean you could tax it. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, this is this is one of those things that y'all promote. Oh, sex work this, sex work that. Only fans don't judge her. You know, she wants to show her pussy. Let her. You know, selfie <laughs> pics, whatever the fuck. This is one of those things. All right, so I'm promoting you guys. Yeah. So don't fucking come at me. Be lucky. Yeah. Be fucking that Cole lucky. Cole speaking about you. <laughs> and look, I just want to say that it's not to help you guys because I don't give a fuck about you guys. This is to say <laughs> that you didn't have to say that part. <laughs> this is to say that these guys who are offshore, who you know they want to they want to you know go that route, get their jollies. This is to help them. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if you if you could just like, apparently, if you have, I'm not saying that I would be involved in this because you know I'm obviously I I don't I I probably you know (laughs) I I probably couldn't handle you know. Dude, imagine a process like that. And the temptation just it's not it's not it's not there for me. You know, whenever I'm offshore, I just I don't really. You know, I'm good. He just stares at the dolphins and shit. Whenever wait till wait wait till I'm home. Right. Because you know I got my old lady and that's. That's all he needs. And let me folks. just say, she's going to get it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he leaves Tyler's house. Fuck. We might not even make it out of the driveway. Dude, that, speaking of that, I seen one time I was driving on an interstate, and I don't know if it was like my 18-year-old brain fucking with me, because you know sometimes that happens. But like, I swear, on the interstate, I seen coming in the opposite direction of me was like, I swear, I seen somebody driving. And then, like, in the lap of him was a female, and he was just, like, driving, and she was just, like, you know, just going to town on his dick while he was driving. It's like, and it's like, wow, man. I've had my dick rode while I drove. For real? Yep. How do you do that? Like, statistically, like. She was uh, cruise control, and she was, um, (laughs) and she was a relatively small, smaller woman. Okay. So, it worked, and she was pretty flexible, so it worked out pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Brianna can't listen to this fucking podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. We're, no. Yeah, we're not even filming. We're not even recording one right now. We're just in here just talking. Record has never been hit. This is fine. You got it. We're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I, I've never said anything bad about Victoria yet. So, but anyway. I'm not saying anything about Brianna. I mean, Brianna's fucking top notch. That's a 10 out of 10. That's yeah, a time. For sure. Uh, I wonder what she's doing in the living room right now. I don't know. They're probably talking about fucking cats. No, they're probably fucking talking about podcasts about fucking. Well, whenever I went in there, they um, Victoria was playing fucking. Oh, fucking Slime Rancher. Whatever the fuck it is. That game's dope, dude. Is it really? Yeah, it's dope. It doesn't look like Call of Duty, so I wasn't interested. Yeah. I, I was like, I, it looks like a fucking woman game, to be honest with you. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that, yeah. Because, like, it really is kind of, like, aesthetically appealing to women because it's, like, it. you got your slimes. Like, it's pretty much like Zoo Tycoon. Like, you know what it, that Zoo Tycoon is? Nope. Azuzi Tycoon is for the Tell her I play Call of Duty and that's it. Okay. Well <laughs> I guess I'll just talk to the audience for a little bit for just for this second. No, I'm down to listen to what it is though. Um so Zoo Tycoon is like a game where you pretty much you own like you buy a zoo and then you design that zoo however you want and then you have like certain animals in there and certain animals have like certain habitats and like you, you basically gotta make all of them happy. Well anyway, so it, it's a fucking dope Zoo Tycoon is dope shit. But anyway, so Slime Ranch is kind of like that in a way where, like, instead of actual animals, they're fucking slimes. Like, actual, like, they're their own species called slimes. And they look cute, 
and all that shit. So it's aesthetically appealing to women. So that's probably why Victoria is like on it like 24-7. It's some gay shit. Yeah. That's some gay shit. That's why she has like 168 days in it and I got like four. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm surprised. Brianna is actually really good at Call of Duty. Really? Yeah. Like she'll play like regular matches online. Mm-hmm. Would she be able to beat Austin? And she'll come in like first <laughs> or second place on her team. Damn, bro. Yeah, no, like she's good. That's she's fucking... good. Like real shit, she's good. That's fucking cool, man. She can't beat me on a 1v1. <laughs> I mean, I beat her quick scoping while she was using an AR, but. Oh, God, poor thing. Yeah, I felt bad for her. Yeah, that's a struggle, man. She got a few kills on me, though. I'm not going to lie. But you got to earn it. She's good. You know, yeah, she has to earn it. Yeah, you got to earn that shit. Like, my dad used to do that to me when I was little, whenever I was whenever, playing Halo and shit. Whenever she whenever she gets on my level, I'll stop beating her. Like, beating her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. But, I mean, you got to, like, my dad used to do that to me when I was young. Like, uh, we used to play, like, 1v1s all the time in Halo and stuff. And he used to never let me win. And I used to get so fucking mad, bro. I used to be like, dude, I don't want to fucking play with you anymore. All you do is cheat. Like, I was, like, 12 years old, 10 years old, just, like, mad as fucking my dad. But, like, as you get older, you're like, man, that dude was trying to teach me a lesson. Like, he was trying to, like, like nothing comes easy. Like, you got to earn this shit. Yeah. And then he said, he actually told me this whenever I went to his house to watch the Super Bowl. He said that uh, whenever I started getting good, he just stopped playing with me after that. <laughs> whenever I started actually winning, he was like, nah, that's yeah, it. I'm good. Happening. This ain't fucking happening. <laughs> I'm going to cherish the moments when I whooped your ass. That's cool. <laughs> he did, like, it's like he had his moment to bait, like, bask in the sun, and I didn't have mine at all. Like, I had, like, maybe one or two games where I beat him, like, 25 to 2 or something. <laughs> he was like, nah, that's it. Fuck this. I'm good. <laughs> Bro, I miss, I fucking miss Halo. My prime in Halo was Halo Reach. Really, dude? I did that not. Was my prime. I did not like Halo Reach at all. I love fucking oh, bro, SWAT with DMRs and BRs. I, I fucked with the DMR because that's the one shot DMR. In Reach. Bro, yeah. I was. Oh my god, I I remember fucking freshman sophomore year of high school. I would just I would get back from school and I would just sit on my Xbox in my room and playing playing fucking Halo until like ten o'clock at night just. American motherfuckers <laughs> and those fucking t- toxic ass fucking Xbox Live fucking lobbies. God, bro, I was, <laughs> I was throwing words around that I probably can't say back in 2021 anymore. But <laughs> oh well, I've said a lot already during this podcast, so I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh man, how am I gonna explain this to my job? <laughs> Ugh. Nah, we ain't gonna worry about that. I ain't worry about that shit. We ain't worry about that. They probably agree. They probably laugh. Yeah, <laughs> probably I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, you were gonna fucking rig. Probably the guy that runs the rig is probably like some fucking like dude that's in his like sixties or something, who's probably like a hundred percent conservative. He's so, in his forties, so probably has the same but views yeah, as you. Yeah, everybody out there is conservative as fuck. Well, exactly. So <laughs> like, like everybody out there, you're not gonna ruffle any feathers, my <laughs> I'm friend. Not gonna ruffle any feathers. <laughs> oh, speaking of conservative, you saw Rush Limbaugh died. Did he really? Yeah, dude, he died. You didn't see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, Rush Limbaugh died. 70 years old. Oh, my God. Rest in peace to an icon. Dude, I know, right? Oh, my like, God. That's horrible. Real. I'm going to have to call my papa. <laughs> yeah. Send my condolences. Yeah, bro. He's, yeah, that's he's done. absolutely horrible. Yeah. He was a good guy, man. He About as right-wing as it fucking gets. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, who's more right-wing than Lush, Rush Limbaugh? Like, Jesus. Glenn Beck. 
Yeah, Ben Shapiro. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few. <laughs> there's a few. <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't. I don't know how. I think I guess and it's just like a old age or something like that. But yeah, he died. I don't know, man. Rest in peace. Blessings up. Fucking icon, bro. Prayers. And then we go to the whole uh the fact. Hey, do you know if we're getting a fucking stimmy? Are we getting a stimmy? I don't know, what? man. I really don't give a fuck because I'm getting so much money back from my fucking taxes. I don't give a fuck. Dude, I gotta so pay this year, bro. Because, because whenever we had, whenever I got laid off from Mathern and I had to do the like the whole fucking unemployment shit, they were giving the more they were giving you more money because of if you got laid off because of COVID. Because I was like during the fucking pandemic, like in the heat of the shit, so. I didn't know. Well, Victoria set it up, so I blame it on her, really. But, uh, <laughs> but like, apparently there was an option where you can either pay taxes on it, pay taxes or not pay taxes on it, which is fucking stupid. Like, why would you give me the option to not pay taxes? So, so I listen, had to pay more money. So, listen. Whenever I got laid off by Fieldwood, I was in the same boat. Yeah, I had to file for unemployment, and I was getting the um, what uh, it was like eight hundred a week or. Something like that. Yeah, it's fucking bang, bro. It was, it was, it was nice. It was nice. I mean, it it, it paid the bills. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I didn't pay taxes on it. I was just getting the money. Right. Yeah. Me. Kind of like what you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a few months later, I heard from actually my baby mama, and she reminded me. She was like, "Hey, did you pay taxes on your unemployment that you were getting?" I was like, "Uh, no, I don't think so." She was like, "Oh, well, you're gonna have to pay all that back. You know that, right?" I said, oh, will I? Yeah. So I go through TurboTax, right? Right. I just didn't declare it. Uh, bro, you can't do that, man. <laughs> I just didn't fucking declare it. But it's my return has already been accepted by the IRS. Oh, so they were like, yeah, it's good. So really, <laughs> if anything falls back on me, that's their fucking fault for accepting it. Yeah, that's true. So fuck them. And it's pretty cool because I get to claim my little boy this year. Oh, so you about to get a hefty ass fucking... And I got to claim all the money that he didn't receive for the stimmy. The first two stimmies. Dude, you about to get a fat ass fucking thing, dog. Dude, that's so... See, like, we're on opposite fucking spectrums here. You're probably going to get something like $10,000 back, probably. And then... All right, whatever. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) and I'm going to get... I have to pay $230 to the fucking government. I was texting Ashton about this last night. Well, two thirty is not bad. No, it's not. My parents have to pay like five thousand every year. It's not bad. It's not bad, and I'm not. I'm not like pissed off about it. But the thing is, dude, it's like okay, both of us are more right wing than we are left, obviously. Oh, no doubt. And um, it's like I don't believe in taxes. We right. also like yeah, like we don't. We almost don't even believe in taxes at all. But not at all. It's like I pay you. In current day, every single fucking day, every time I go to fucking grocery store and I buy a fucking soda or a fucking fucking Skittles, any time I ever get fucking paid my paycheck, you're taking you're taking from money it. from it. It's like so, like why the fuck is there a possibility in whenever I get my income taxes that I gotta pay you? Like you got enough of my fucking money all year long, yep. bro. Like why the fuck is there a situation where I gotta pay you? And Especially you know they, somebody. You know that, what they do with that ta- with those taxes? Was that shit that we don't fucking vote for? Yeah, for sure. And then it's like, not, especially somebody like me who's like not even middle class. Like technically, I'm still low class. Like, why the fuck is there ever a situation? Most of us are. Yeah. 
Why the fuck is there ever a situation where somebody that makes less than $35,000 a year should have to pay back taxes? Paying back to there's that That's unexcusable. It's fucking stupid. That is unexcusable. Taxation is theft, 100%. And it's sad that you have to pay to file your taxes, that you have to pay back. Yeah. What the fuck is that? And then it's they tax your taxes. Money scheme. Yeah, then they, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a money scheme, bro. They tax your fucking income tax. I don't know if any of you that's listening to that know that, but they tax your fucking income taxes. Yeah, how ridiculous is that? And then, and then we're the only country that does this shit like this. I mean, I don't know about the only country, but we're one of the only countries that does this shit like this where the government sends us what the fuck we owe them. Or no, they, they're like, okay, time for income taxes. Go and get that shit figured out, right? Go, go to a tax fucking expert or whatever. And we're going to, hopefully they figure it out. And um, they're all right on the money with their numbers. And if they're not right on the money with their numbers, we as the IRS can sue the fuck out of you because they got it wrong. Whereas in Canada, yeah, you could go to jail because, you know, your taxes are fucked up. Right. Even though we've taken already thousands of dollars out of taxes out of your fucking check this whole entire year to begin with. Right. Yeah. But we want more. Yeah. We want more. But yeah, like other countries like Canada and like some a lot of countries in Europe and shit, they just tell the citizen, hey, this is how much you're going to get back or hey. You know, whatever their IRS is. I don't know what it's called over there or whatever the fuck. But it, this is how much you owe or this is how much you're getting back. And they just tell you that. But here in America, we got to pay a fucking middleman to figure it out. And maybe that person got it wrong. And if they got it wrong, it's on us. It's not on fucking them. Because whenever you, know, you sign that shit, whenever you get your income taxes, I'm pretty sure whenever you're signing that, it says that they're not liable to the, whatever fucking mistakes or whatever. But Yeah, there's probably some kind of disclaimer. Some yeah. Kind of closure agreement that you have to sign. I mean, I'm not fucking complaining all that much because, like, I only paid, like, 40 bucks to get my fucking taxes done. So, I mean, it's whatever. But I, I have yeah, to pay. I pay I, yeah, because I go through TurboTax and I do all my own. I feel like that's um, fucking hard, man. It's not. You just you just take all your files, like your W-2s, uh, your 1099-Cs, whatever you have, all of your files that you that you have, like that, you know, whether you have student loans, a mortgage, uh, or, for, or like, interest, interest from your bank. Your W-2s from your jobs, you know, whatever it is, you just take all of those files and you just follow the on-screen directions. Hmm. That's it. How long does it take to do it? Uh, it took me maybe 20 minutes. Damn, that's not bad at that's all, it. bro. That's it. And then two days later, it got approved by the IRS and in about three weeks, I'll be getting my money in my account. Yeah, it can't be that hard because like the people that are doing it, like the like the professional people that you'll go to. They finish it in about 20 minutes. Yeah. So it's like... They, they might be using TurboTax. They might be fucking using TurboTax. You just go into them. That's pro- They don't want to show you their screen. On their fucking screen, it probably just says TurboTax on the top left. Yeah. Time for a refill. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, probably for you. But yeah, like, I was planning on, like, getting back... Like, I was planning on... Like, I was planning to do a bunch of stuff with the, uh, like, the uh, amount of tax money that I thought I was going to get back. And then to find out that I owe shit, it's like, man, that fucking sucks, man. What I'm planning on doing with mine is, first off, I have to give Rebecca $1,000 because we went through one lawyer. <clears throat> I got to give Rebecca $1,000 out of my tax money um, because we went through her lawyer for the custody agreement and the child support. Um, and the retainer fee was 2000 so I'm going to give her half of that just because it's fair and I'm a, you know, I'm not going to fuck her over. Right. So I'm going to try to help her out, give her, 
you know, which what because we both used that lawyer. So I'm going to give her a thousand dollars. And then next I'm going to throw twenty four hundred to my student loans and pay off my student loans. Uh, dude, that's going to feel so good. That's going to up my off. credit score. And yeah, that's going to be good to get that off my back. And the rest of it, I mean, fuck, I'm probably just going to pocket it and just let it chill. I mean, I could just up where my standard, because like, so what I do is like in my bank account, I don't let my balance go below a certain number. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me too. And every single month I try to like up that number by like $50 or so. Hmm. Yeah. So like, let's say I don't let my bank account, let's say I don't let my bank account get below like, I think right now I'm like $7,400. I don't let it get below 7400 Next month, I might be like, let's not let my bank account get below seventy four fifty, and then the month after that, seventy five hundred. So I'm probably just gonna like up that, like an extra, however much is left afterwards. <clears throat> That's how I find I save money a lot, right? And honestly, what I might end up doing is I might end up increasing my contribution to my four hundred one k and my Roth IRA. Oh, see, I don't do any of that shit, bro. It's your retirement. You need to. That's important. Nah. Tyler, what, you're 24, 25? <clears throat> yeah, 25. If you start your Roth IRA right now, and let's say you put, how much can you, how much can you, how much are you able to, I don't want to put your information out there or your business out there, but how much do you think you would be able to just put aside every month? Comfortably. I don't really know. I mean, uh, I don't know. Hundred bucks, eighty bucks. Let's say you were able to put a hundred bucks every month on a side, right? Starting now, and let's say you stay with a hundred bucks until you're sixty-seven. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking money. That would be what, <laughs> maybe? I mean, that's probably like two hundred thousand. Probably some, be about two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, by the time you're like sixty-seven, right? That probably would have grown into what, like, uh, nine hundred thousand dollars. Right. By the time you're 67, that's where retirement fund. Well, it's just the thing. I understand that that view of it, and that is definitely the like you, good advice to do. But my thought process on it is, I, I'm pretty much constantly scheming all the time how to get out of the nine nine to five. Right. So, I see myself one day owning some type of business and running some type of something one day, or just. So, I think that. Even though right the now the money you'll make, you won't need a retirement fund. Right, exactly. Because your checking account alone will have will be able to be your retirement fund. Exactly. Well, that that's pretty much like I know it's like and a long shot. That's the goal. I mean, yeah. that's ultimately the goal for know? sure. Whether it's real estate or investment funds or stock market or whatever the case may be, I right. mean those those are those are my preferences personally. But for you, it might be you know podcasting, YouTubing, you know, right, social yeah. media, whatever. So yeah, I'm pretty much not. I'm not really banking on like, have. I mean, that it's obviously the smart thing to do. But I think I really do feel like I'm not that type of person to work a nine to five until I'm sixty years old. Um, I feel like my destiny is to someday. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I feel like my destiny is to to own some sort of business or do some type some type of something that puts me above like the average upper upper echelon of like the the normal person 
Like, I, I don't feel like, like, I can't possibly, I don't view myself as being somebody that's, like, working fucking six to five all the way until he's, like, 55 years old. Like, I, I think I can do better than Let that. Let me ask you something. And, yeah, I'm going to ask you this on the podcast. All right, go for it. I think that the people should probably, you know, they they deserve to be a witness to this. <laughs> okay, fine. If I was to, uh, you know, really get this whole urban drink thing, you know, rocking and rolling and going, would you like to be a, a part in that? Would you like to, you know, have a hand yeah, in I, that? For sure. Yeah, I think so. Would that be something that, you know, you, you would be willing to invest some time into? Yeah, I think so. I, I honestly like the idea. I mean, and uh, obviously it's not like I I would be investing in some sort of idiot. You know, I, I know you that know, you I could, have. I could put you at like, you know, some place to like, you know, president of distribution or president of, you know, um, stock control or something along those lines, you know, materials control, you know, something like that. Right. Because, yeah. you know, I know you do the whole thing with uh, Kenwood, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you, you're you doing that and, you know, that's, that's you know, what that's where you're, that's, that's your area of expertise. You right. Know, and delivery yeah. services. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And what I'm doing is, you know, it's, break it down, it's pretty much just the delivery service. Right. And, you know, we're going to, you know, eventually we're going to need a warehouse. We're going to need multiple warehouses. We're going to need multiple distribution points. I'm going to need somebody to take care of those distribution points to oversee, you know, be a, you know, overhead of all of those facilities and, you know, what, you know, what you have it. Right. Yeah. Like and inventory I mean, and if, stuff like that. If that's, you know? if that's, that's your area of expertise, you know, you pretty much know the basics of it, I'm assuming. Right. And how things operate, you know, logistics wise. Right. I don't see anybody else better for that type of job. <laughs> right, yeah, that'd be dope, bro. I'd definitely be about that. But, but like if, like you just said, you know, you want to get out of a nine to five job, and what I would be employing you for would be a nine to five job. Right. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I don't like. I always fear two friends being in business together. It's kind of, and that is another thing. You know, I've always, I've always heard from a lot of people. You know, there's two things that you don't do. You don't. I don't agree with that, though, to be honest with you. I really don't. I you feel don't, like if you know somebody enough, then, like, you know where your boundaries well, are. yeah. Like, you know. To a point. To a point. Like, what I'm saying is, is like. But you start to see different sides of people. Right. I understand that. But I feel like if you know that going in, then you can be prepared for it. Like, basically, like, if I'm saying, like, if it ever comes down to it, like, and we're in a situation where, like, you're, like, yelling at me or whatever, I'm not going to get offended with it because, like. At the end of the day, like, you're my homeboy. Well, here's the thing. I wouldn't and want to be looked at as, like, you know, somebody who's like, oh, you know, that's my boss. No, you know, I still want to be looked at as cool. Right, exactly. You know, I'm still the boy. You know, I'm still, yeah. I'm still, I'm still, you know, one of the boys. You know, I'm still, you know, still still, still you guys' friend. You know, and that, that would, I know business is always going to be business, but, you know, a good relationship always comes first, no matter what. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, I feel that way too. It's and you know I would never you know, let's say you know I was to open up my own business, whether it would be you know my plans with this or what you know what whatever whatever it is you know that I'm thinking at the time, you know whatever I whatever venture I get into, you know I will you know want to start my own thing. I want to become my own boss. You know I don't want to have to answer to anybody else. And if I you know I was to have somebody close to me like a friend or anything like that, 
I wouldn't want to use my position of power, you know, over them. I, I, I don't believe in that. I truly don't believe in that. And, and there, are, I, there are a lot of bosses that I've had in my life. You know, I've had, I've had those tyrannical, you know, authoritarian dictatorship type of bosses. For sure. And I've also had the type of bosses like I have now, you know, I have, I have my account manager with Danos and, you know, he takes care of like, you know, if I have PTO or, um, sick leave or, um, any kind of financial issue or, uh, insurance issue, you know, I have my account manager with Danos and I guess you could kind of consider him my boss in a sense, you know, I have to report everything to him. I have to make sure, you know, he stays on top of my shit so he can file the proper shit and things like that. You know, I need to make sure that he's on top of that. Right. And then I have my offshore boss and he's pretty much like the one who takes care of the facility. You know, he, He's who I report to whenever it comes to my actual job job. Yeah. Like if I, if I have an issue at work, I report it to him. You know, if I have a question at work, I report it to him. I have to get clearance for anything that I do logistically wise through him. I, I report to him and he's the type of boss to where in both of them, actually my Dano's boss, my account manager and my offshore boss, they're like friends almost like, you know, like I can come to them. Right. And like, you know, they they both, you know, asked me about my grandfather who just recently passed and they made sure that I was OK. You know, they 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 call me regularly. You know, they might shoot me a text every every, you know, now and then whenever I'm home, you know, asking me, you know, how I'm doing, things like that. You know, we 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 talk, you know, we're friends and that's a good relationship. And they don't even know me prior to my job with their company. Right. Yeah. And that's that's a good boss because he cares about his people. And that's the type of person that I would want to be if I was to run my own business or run my own thing, you know, yeah. have people underneath me. Definitely. Not that type of guy, not that type of guy that gives people orders, but they don't want to go out there and do that no, same you know, thing, you know. Of course not, cuz here's another thing, you know, if 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 you're the type of boss who just got thrown into that position of leadership and management and you don't really know what it is that your guys are doing underneath you, how can you properly lead them in the right direction if you don't know the struggles that they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, for sure. You don't know the tasks at hand. You don't know every single little minute detail that their job entails. You cannot, you know, lead them with an iron fist. And I mean, you can't do that, you know, regardless anyways, if you want to be a good leader. Yeah, especially not around like men. Of course not. Know, no. Other men. No, because I mean we're men, you know, we're, we're not going to just sit here and take your shit for sure. Yeah. You know, we're going to speak the fuck up. Yeah. You know, we take care of our own first and foremost before we let some other fucking dickhead, you know, run all over us and tell us what's up. Right. That's not how we operate. So the best way to know truly what your guys are dealing with is to have gone through it. It's to have gone through it. You know, you start from the bottom, right? It's like my uncle Corey, my dad's brother, Corey Roddy, he started sweeping floors in some warehouse, some shop, some some shipping receiving shop. I don't know if it was Halliburton or Baker Hughes or Schlumberger or whatever, whatever it was. Right. He's he started out right out of high school or whatever. I think something like that. No college education, no degree, nothing. Sweeping floors, some offshore, some offshore related oil field company shop. You know, nine to five. Right now, he is the sales president over the entire Gulf of Mexico for, I think it's Schlumberger. Just for like putting in his time? 
I mean, he jumped from company to company and he worked his way up the corporate ladder. I mean, he's in his early 50s right now. I mean, he's okay. old and he worked his way up and he was always in the right place at the right time talking to the right people. But he's been there. He's done that. He knows every step of the way. And now he's in this position. He's four down from the CEO of the entire company, this multi-billion dollar company. Right. Now he understands. You know, He understands what the process is each level you know you know what i mean you know the hierarchy right he knows what each job entails and that's why he's a good leader because you know he doesn't he doesn't say oh i don't give a fuck about the problems that you got to deal with just get it done you know he's like okay well this is what we got going on why don't we do this let's work on this let's focus on this so we can get this done so that we can accomplish the thing that i'm asking of you Damn. Because he knows the process that each job has to go through because he's been there. He's done that. And that's that's I I believe that all true leaders should have that type of experience. Right. Because, you know, you can't just come out of the gate, wave a fucking paper in the air saying, oh, I had this four degree, four year degree that I spent sixty thousand dollars on. So I can tell you what to do. Right. No, that's not how it fucking works. And that's why I think trade schools are so fucking important. A lot of people look down on people who don't have a four-year university college education. Stupidest shit ever. And and that's that's completely, it's it's insulting, because I, I know a lot of good men, who know their shit a hell of a lot more than I do, who I go to for advice. Who they don't have no college education. They come straight out of high school. You know whether because you know they had a kid or you know they they had bills that pay. You know they come straight out of high school. You know, start working in the oil field. Start right. start working these jobs, and they worked their way up to where they are now, just like my boss. My boss has no college degree. <laughs> he worked his way up to where he is now, and he knows every step of the way. You know, I go to these men. I ask them, you know, hey, how do you do this? You know, okay, so I'm in this predicament. What should I do? What do you suggest? You know, what, what would be best? Because here's what I think. This is why I'm thinking this way. This is what I take into consideration. And they're like, okay, well, how about this? Why don't we do this? Hey, have you thought about this? And then not afraid of the opposite answer of what he wants, you know? Right. Well, no, of course, because, you know, they're they're always willing to think about, you know. Like what the other person's feeling. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, they take they take what I say into consideration. And they, a lot of times they just let me have free reign. Right. Be, I, I think being able to be a good leader has a lot to do with, like, your ego. You know, you can't be a good leader and then always maybe shy away from other people's ideas just because of your ego, you know? I mean, if you're egotistic, I don't believe that you can be a good leader, you know? And if if you went through all of those positions to get to the top, then your ego is going to be a lot smaller than, I mean, a lot bigger than a normal person would be because you've already been there, you know? And, yeah. (laughs) It humbles you. Yeah. You don't get so big-headed. You're not on this fucking power trip. Yeah. You know, you. That's why like UFC fighters are like some of the nicest people you can fucking meet because they get their asses kicked on a daily basis. So they develop like a type of humility after that. And they're usually not your most aggressive people. How long do you want this podcast to go? Because I just refilled my drink and I probably got a good another 45 minutes right here on this drink. Um, I don't know how much longer. It's already an hour and 30 Oh, we're good. We can keep on rolling. Yeah. You want to? Yeah, dude, I don't give a fuck. Okay. I'm feeling good, right? Like, actually, like, very, very good. I got you. 
Yeah. Uh, and I just want you to know that it was very hard to follow you that whole time. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of went on a little tangent there. Just yeah. One thing led to another. And but then... I, I think it's just because I'm buzzing. I'm starting to feel that, like, this shit, too. I'm, this alcohol, hey, whatever that shit is over there is good. McKenna? Like, like, for real, it's good. I mean, I've only drink, drink like, barely a glass so far, but that's just because I'm not good with alcohol like Cole is. He's already gone through, like, three. So, I mean... Yeah, just let and that I be. gotta say though, I mean honestly, this is it really smooth. Is. It it's really smooth. is, and uh, I think Keith is right. Whenever you give it a four out of five, I mean it could definitely have you know. I feel like I think I feel it, like five is kind of small. Like, like the, I would rather one. Like I feel like alcohol is so uh, diverse that it's, maybe it's I, too small of a scale. Yeah, I feel like like right. I give it an eight and a half out of ten. Exactly, I feel like it'd be a one to ten because alcohol is so diverse. It's kind of hard to be one through five because, I mean, fuck. I mean, it, a difference between four and five is like huge. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's one fifth. That's twenty. That's twenty percent. Right. Like, if you had to put that shit next to like, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, Jack, like that would be on a five. Obviously, this shit would be on a five that we're drinking right now. But and maybe Jack, Jack would be. A, I'd give Jack a like a three. I give Jack a three. On a five on a five star scale. On a on a ten on a ten star scale, I give Jack a six, hmm. a six, which is a three, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a three star. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, but I haven't tried a lot of whiskeys like you have. My palate's not as develop, uh, developed as yours is, but so I've only drinking a few. A really whiskeys. good Jack that I would give like a three point seven five, almost four stars. Is a Jack single barrel. Is that like the most aged shit? Uh, I don't know how long it's aged, but it's really smooth. It's pretty good. It's okay. Really good. It's a. It comes in a. It's it's like a square base. It's like a. It, it's a shorter bottle. It's it comes in a square base. Yeah. And it has a very narrow uh, neck. Hmm. Oh, is that the stuff with the uh, with the red uh, like clay stuff? Are you thinking of Maker's Mark? Wax on it? Is You're that a Maker's Mark? Yeah, yeah. No, that's not Jack. Have you had that? A Maker's Mark is pretty good. I'd give it probably about the same. Uh, a little bit less, but I'd probably give it about a. Five and a half star out of ten. Okay, so uh, um, for my stupidity as well, like, what do you? Okay, so like, how do you judge that exactly? Like, so say if you are putting an alcohol, uh, the smoothness five, in relation to the proof, and when you say as well as like an aftertaste. Okay, because so you know some things have like a hickory flavor, like this. Some things have like a cinnamon sweet flavor aftertaste, like a seventeen ninety two that I was drinking. Mm-hmm. Some things just have a ass fucking aftertaste like larceny i tried some larceny it was a uh, some single barrel it um wasn't worth the fuck i actually didn't really like it much uh what's really good is four roses that i've had recently that was um that was four roses single barrel um that one was pretty good that one had like a uh, that one almost had kind of like the 1792 almost like a cinnamony almost as crazy as you can tell the that, best man. way the best way to tell and what i like to do is i like to waft you know, wave it around your nose a little bit. Get the get it get it flowing through your bloodstream. Damn, bro. And some advanced shit. <laughs> and then you go ahead, sit, take a small sip, and then waft a little bit afterwards. Hmm. And something else that I really want to get into that I just never really had the chance to okay. cigars. Uh, okay. I'd really like to get into some cigars. 
Why, why though? Like just because of the smell? Like I do like the smell of cigars, and I don't know. I just find cigars to be real, like a real, real classy type of thing. What's it? What is the um, ill effects of a cigar? Because you can't take in the smoke, right? So like, how is it damaging you? Um, I don't know. It's gotta just be in your mouth, right? Like, well, so can... a lot of times, like, I don't really know like the effects. I guess mouth cancer. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't even light cigars. Like they'll just chew on them. Like my buddy Blake, his grandfather, uh, Alan, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll cut pieces of a cigar. Like he'll cut them into like three and he'll just chew on them all day. <laughs> he'll just chew on them because then the nicotine will still get through, you know, go through your gum veins. Yeah. It'll still go through your mouth right? and you're still getting that buzz. You're still getting the nicotine. But you're not lighting it, so you're not puffing on it. Right. But I do like me a good cigar. I do like. I've never had cigar. one. I don't even know what that's like. I don't. I don't really feel the need to. My try personal it favorites are, and if you ever come across it, remember the uh, probably some Cuban shit. Arturo Fuente. I don't know. I don't think it's Cuban. It might be Dominican or Puerto Rican or something. But apparently, they they come the best cigars come from. Uh, that's not true. From Cuba. That's not true. The only reason Cuban cigars have ever been illegal is because we had um, some kind of like um, export uh, restriction on Cuba and embargo or whatever the fuck it's called. That's why like Cuban coffee was illegal for the longest time. Cuban we can't cigars, Cuba. Cuban anything. Cuban anything was illegal for the longest time. Huh. We can't go to Cuba, can we, as American mm-hmm. citizens? Now we can, yeah. Okay, I don't know how long ago Because Castro's grandson or son or something like that is in charge now And it's a right. different type of Okay, I didn't know how long or, ago it was But I heard that American citizens couldn't go to Cuba Because like, it's like a fucking, what is it, a communist country or something? I mean, yeah, it still is But it's just not as, you know, anymore as what you, what it used to be I wonder like how different is like the economy and like all that stuff, like, when it comes to, like, if you had to compare, like, Mexico to Cuba, like, who's better off, like? I don't know. Because they uh, seem like the same place, right? <laughs> probably Mexico. Probably Mexico. Mexico has a lot of uh, big companies. Um, a lot of telecommunication companies. Hmm. I, be- I guess basically what I was trying to get out of that was, like, you know, I haven't heard anything out of Cuba in, like, forever. Like, when's the last time you heard anything about Cuba, you know? Berta Berg. The fuck is that? Berta Berg. Yeah, what is that? The woman named Berta Berg. Okay, well, who is? The Spanish high school teacher at South Terrebonne. Oh, okay. She was Cuban. I don't know. She's the only person that I know who has ever been to Cuba. Yeah? What'd she say about it? Well, she hated Castro. So oh. we used to write. So we used to write uh, shit about Castro on her board all the fucking time. Wait, she, she like him. legit told y'all like I fucking hate Castro. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess. I mean, she didn't like come out outright and say it. Or I she think might everybody. have. I mean, might have been asleep. But I think everybody does, right? Like, okay, like I mean, I'm sure. Apparently, her story is like she came here on like a. Uh, she was a freedom flight or something like that. Freedom flight. The fuck is that? I don't know. Um, I guess like during the 60s or 50s Whenever the fuck it was yeah, she's a little bitch Yeah she's an old cunt <laughs> <laughs> She came here on like these freedom flights During like the JFK era and Damn, so 60s, 70s like type, type of shit Yeah and Damn. she flew into like 
I guess Miami or wherever the fuck. I don't know. I don't Florida. Fuck she got to Louisiana. <laughs> and they just migrated to fucking Louisiana somehow. God damn it. And now she's a Spanish teacher over there. But she fucking. We used to write shit about cash. She, we, we gave that poor lady a hard time. I remember I used to walk out of her classroom every single day, buzz the intercom and walk the fuck out. Going to my next period. <laughs> I swear to God. She finally caught on to who was doing it. And I would have gotten in trouble, but Mr. Dane Wazen was the principal at the time. So oh, he yeah, he go. was cool as fuck, yeah. He's my third cousin, so. Oh, for real? Yeah, he let me, he was like, don't fucking do that. Yeah, dude, <laughs> Dane's fucking cool, bro. Yeah. I, I haven't I haven't had very many interactions with him, but I remember him just being a cool dude. Today was actually his birthday, or yesterday. Yesterday was his birthday. Yeah. And I only know that because I've seen him on Facebook. We're, like I said, you know, he's he's my grandma's first cousin. So that's cool. Imagine like, uh, um, like a say if like one of my teachers are like listening to this right now. Like, do you think like teachers that teach people say like, I don't know, five years ago and then they like say they hear that student talk about them like years later. Do you think they get like happy about it? Like that they made some they type do. of impact, you know, they do. They do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Haley Rhodes, she's a teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's actually one of the GT teachers at South Terrebonne. She's also the drama teacher. And, smart um, bitch. Yeah, she's smart. And uh, she's dating my real good friend, uh, Caleb Gauthier. Yeah, cool dude. You know Caleb? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're dating, and I see her every single time I go to their apartment. And me and Haley, I mean, we click. She's cool, and she talks to me about teaching and shit. And another person, uh, you remember Miss Jessica Banta? Yes, I do. <laughs> She, uh, <laughs> she, uh, she, me and her, we still, we still communicate. We're still really good friends. And Whoa, she, that's cool. Yeah. And, uh, she talks to me a lot about, you know, this and that and whatever and her students and students definitely make an impact. You know, they, they definitely, you know, I think so. It's a, they it's changed, cool. they changed lives. They yeah. changed lives. They changed their teachers lives. You know, somebody who, you know, like. I guess, uh, I guess you could say I changed. I don't know if I changed. I mean, I definitely impacted Miss Banta's life because, like me and her, like we're still really good friends. We graduated what, like seven, eight years ago. Seven right. Years yeah. Ago. Yeah. Twenty fifteen for you. Yeah. Twenty. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Uh, what year are we in? Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Six years ago, I graduated. Six years ago. Dude, doesn't that feel fucking crazy? It feels so long ago. Doesn't that feel like so long? It feels ago? like just yesterday, but it was so long ago. Yeah, it's so weird to say that in the same sentence. Six years. It feels like so long ago, but it also feels like it was last Tuesday. <laughs> like what the fuck, yeah. man? But I, I was, I was talking about that with my sister. Like I was like, okay, even though like school was school, and it kind of like sucks sometimes. I swear to God, like, I can't pass by South Terrebonne and not look at it. Like, I have to do it. Every it, time. It's strange. It's like some nostalgic fucking... It's weird. It's like, I don't, I don't, I'm not looking back at it and I'm like, oh my God, I wish I was still there. Like, I'm not doing that, but it like, It just when brings I, back those memories. Yeah, of just like being around your homies, like, every fucking day. Like, now, like, if you gotta Good hang out times, with somebody, you gotta bro. fucking... You know, you got to like schedule it, make sure you're schedule not doing it. Anything. Yeah, you got to do all that shit. But like now, like back then, as long as you got off the bus, you was just right there with old boy every day, yeah. every fucking Monday day, through Friday. And yeah. if he wasn't there, you would text him and be like, hey, yo, where you at? Yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> sick. I'm sick. Yeah, well, exactly. It was like it was like a funeral or I was sick. Like, and then you're like, yeah. OK, he'll, he'll just be here tomorrow. And it's weird. Yeah, like, I'll see him tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, bro. It's like it's, it's gotta be good times, man. It was, man. It was. It's gotta be like weird. 
like I was saying about earlier, like, okay, so say if, like, Miss, remember Miss Wesley. I know you remember Miss Wesley. Miss Wesley's eighth grade social studies, Louisiana <laughs> history on a class. Best fucking teacher ever of all time. I don't give a fuck who the fuck says anything ever. Miss Wesley's the best teacher I've ever fucking had ever. And I know that if I was to, like, say, come across her at, like, Walmart or some shit, and I was like, hey, Miss Wesley, you know, like, I, I don't know if you remember me, but I remember you, obviously, and, like, you know, you made a big difference in my life. I loved you. I'm pretty sure she would walk away from that interaction and just feel great about herself, right? Probably so. Because, like, I had her, I mean, that was, what, sixth grade? That was sixth grade. So that's, like, got to be, like, something like, what, five, six years ago, seven years ago, some shit like that, some crazy shit. And to remember, for a student to remember a teacher from that far ago, you know? Because you got to think about it. All these students that they go through every single year. I mean, let's, exactly. say, let's it, say they've been teaching for 40 years. Which she's probably on it somewhere. They but. have, what, 200 students a year? Right. That's 8,000 students that they come across <laughs> in their entire, you know, teaching career. And that's right. just, if you know, a basis. That's, you know, it's probably hard to remember every single one of those. But we only have, what, maybe 40 teachers in our entire, you know, school yeah. life. And we remember all of them. We remember all of them. Yeah, that's true. And some of them make impacts. Some of them, you know, don't really. But yeah, isn't that weird? Like, if you had to break that down for real, like, isn't it weird to think about? Like, I, I don't know. I'm getting on some like Joe Rogan shit, but like, I wonder what it is about your brain that makes like certain things like just work, and certain things just don't. Like, I remember uh, Miss Boudreaux in a uh, high school. I know. I know you remember her, right? She was a history teacher. She uh, would. I don't remember. Um, I don't know if I ever heard Alyssa Boudreaux. I think it was Alyssa Boudreaux. But anyway, she was like a younger teacher. Alyssa Boudreaux was a student. I think her first name was. Alyssa. I don't remember if her last name. Her first name was Alyssa. I don't know. We but had Miss Erin Boudreaux. It might have been that. I don't remember. But I think she was a financial math teacher. I'm. She, no. It's just, no. This chick was a was a fucking history teacher. But was it Miss Thibodeau? Oh yeah, Miss Thibodeau. Hold up, Miss Courtney Thibodeau, blonde hair. Yes, yes, yes. Courtney Thibodeau. Okay, I she, had her. She's a teacher that made like a huge impact on me because she like, like you could tell like some teachers when you're in their class, you could just tell, you could just tell they're in it. Like they're just going into motions and they're just like, you know, going through the curriculum like they would just like on a normal, like they don't look like they're enthusiastic. She was passionate about her subject. She was very passionate. That's that's a big difference. Huge. That's like Coach Guidros. Yeah. You remember Coach Guidros. Right. He was probably hands down. Him and Coach Brown. You, do you remember Coach Brown? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were probably my two favorite teachers because they were so passionate about their subject. Uh, I and, and it's I think it I think it impacted me more than like the average person because I loved their subjects that they taught the most. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I was a calculus guy who was Coach Guidros's subject, and I was I was a, I was a chemistry guy, which was Coach Brown's thing. You know, I took AP Calc and I took AP Chem. And I loved their classes so much because they they were they were so passionate about the subject they were teaching, and they they explained it so well. Right. Yeah. And it taught me. I don't know. They 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 just brought out so much in 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 the lessons that they were you know giving us, and I don't know. I it's just like well, it's certain he, teachers have just certain impacts. Exactly, and it's it, weird. They right? were in the enthusiasm. Right. And, and Thibodeau was like the, that, bro. The passion. It's like, damn. 
Yeah, because it makes such a huge impact on you, and I know exactly the reason why it does. The reason that it makes a huge impact on you is because you can have one teacher that's like Miss Thibodeau, and she's extremely enthusiastic about everything. You could tell her passion. You know, she really likes history. And then for every one of her, there's probably like 30 teachers that just go through the motions they're monotone they don't give a fuck of what they're doing so it makes the ones that do stick out really stick out like into your head you know you know one teacher that i will never forget her name is miss west miss west she left south terrebonne she moved to washington right after our sophomore year i remember that name dude miss angela west no it was right after our freshman year actually she moved to Washington. She was the gifted and talented teacher for uh, physics. Damn. Smart. Uh, physics <laughs> and uh, physical science. And she was my GT teacher. I took physical science with her. And she was she was very, very passionate about her job. She was very passionate about her subject. And she knew her shit. She knew her shit. They ended up moving to Washington. Her husband was a biochemist engineer. Damn, man. <laughs> they moved to Washington to start a mom and pop marijuana shop. Wow. <laughs> One wow. of our fucking teachers? Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah, she was very short. She wore those toe shoes. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like those parkour fucking shoes. Uh-huh, those uh-huh. like toe shoes with the grip yeah, on the bottom. I remember They're you like talking about rubber. Yeah. She was short, blonde woman. She was pretty old. She was probably like in her 50s, probably like early 50s, late 40s, maybe. She was cool as shit, though. She was so fucking cool. And um, she was like really in touch with shit. Like she played video games, you know, like she was a nerd. She was a fucking nerd. (laughs) But she was so fucking cool and she loved her subject. And... That's a teacher that will that I will always always remember. See, and that's like that's that's the point of my conversation. It's like, so like if you were to tell if she was somehow here that oh my god, I'm pretty sure she'd be on fucking clouds because then she knew that she made an impact on somebody's life that he still remembers to this day. Like it's crazy. But um, I think I remember um, I remember us see this. There was a teacher that really st- oh Miss Roy. Remember Miss Roy? We had to, we had that class together in sixth grade. Miss Roy was kind of another one. Like she kind of like I find she kind of like drifted off as like the years went on with her like passion and all. But like I remember when me and you were there, she was like really, really like on her shit when it came to like making sure we understood what the fuck she was talking about. Like she was another one of those good teachers. I remember Miss Roy. That was the class we had Miss Roy together in sixth grade. Right, it was right. An English language arts class and. I sat on the, whenever you walk into her classroom, I sat on the first row, two or three desks back, uh-huh. and David Michael sat right behind me. Right, right. And you sat all the way on the <laughs> other the side of the classroom. Side, yep. <laughs> I remember that. And we used to have to look at each other all the way across the class and try to talk to each other. It fucking sucked. And I remember, I didn't she move me to that side at one point? She did, because you were sitting on the next <laughs> row right next to us, and we were fucking off so much in that class. <laughs> yes. That she moved you away from me and David Michael. Yep, that was like her fucking point. She was like, as long as this, well, as long as these three aren't near each other, I'm gonna have a smooth class today. It didn't happen. 
It doesn't like, happen. That was the fucking class. I remember she hated me, bro. She fucking yeah. Hated she didn't me. like you. I remember that. Yeah. I don't give a fuck that she raggedy looking bitch. <laughs> she fucking hated you. I remember whenever we used to have. Okay, remember those fucking those um, and only people that went to our school obviously going to be able to relate to this. I don't know for sure, but whatever. Fucking so each class in sixth grade. I don't know how far they went with it, but each class in sixth grade had like your own pretty much like professional fucking like sport association like like this class is mrs roy's first quarter or whatever so they have their own fucking team and then miss knockhand has her own team and this miss martin has her own team or whatever intramurals yeah right yeah, yeah. okay i couldn't remember the name for it but yep i so remember that we it was always that was fun that was fucking dope, that was some dude. hot shit bro that was dope I remember it was between um, our class, Miss Roy. It was between our class and Miss Nakan. Miss Nakan and our. It was always Miss Nakan was undefeated, yes, bro. Miss Nakan was hot ass. shit because they had like Cody Tubes, Bryce Terrio, Gage Ross, Gage Ross, Ashton. Ashton. They had they had like the. I think Storm. No, I think Storm was with us. Was Storm with us? Storm was no. Storm was one of the big players in one of the other classes. That I think he was in Miss Nakan's class actually. Was he? Miss Nakan's so. class was a fucking one. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was, was hard A1. to beat them. Yeah, hey, and shit. we were up there. We were up there. Yeah, we were up there. It, it was between us and them, pretty much all of the um, whatever the fuck you want to call them. I forget the name of them already, but <laughs> yeah, I remember um, one of the places we used to beat them all the time was the volleyball. We were better than at, them at volleyball. I remember kickball. Yeah, kickball. Kickball was the shit. And then we played soccer. Yeah, bro, I was. Oh, I remember soccer. Yeah. Oh, I loved soccer. I loved soccer. I wasn't that great at volleyball because I'm short. Yeah, frisbee wasn't my thing. Dude, the what whole... about racquetball? Racquetball, racquetball, racquetball was fun. Racquetball I, was dope. I wasn't the greatest at hitting. I mean, I could hit it, but I couldn't. I couldn't hit it like super fucking far like everybody else. That's what she said. But I, hey, <laughs> <laughs> but as an outfielder, oh, yeah, that's just fun. Oh, I was, I was on that shit. Because like every fucking person that hits it, no matter how weak they are, it's pretty much a fucking home run every time. Playing infield in fucking racquetball makes no sense. <laughs> Everything's a home run. Coach Darcy being the oh, I fucking hate that guy. Man. Being the uh, uh, fuck that dude. All time quarterback on both sides. Yeah, yeah. For for yeah. animals, he got to feel like a kid again. For for, for black football. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a that's a great job, bro. I can't. Hey, that is pretty dope. Job. Yeah, <laughs> get to be all time quarterback for both teams whenever you're playing fucking sixth grade intramural, and you can just fucking hump. You can just, you don't like a kid, you just fucking hump the ball at him. And I'll never forget. I'll never forget. He threw a screen pass. I think we were in seventh grade. He threw a screen pass to Kobe Terrio. Okay. And it was a, and I picked it off. I was playing like linebacker or whatever. Yeah. I was playing outside linebacker and I picked it off right there on the fucking line of scrimmage. And there was <laughs> nobody around me. And I took the bitch of the house. And Big that six. is that is my fondest memory of intramural flag football. <laughs> and I will never forget that moment. Uh, I think the first memory that comes to my head when it comes to intramural football is Coach Dorsey, even though I didn't fuck with him, he really liked me on the fucking field. So, like, I remember, like, he used to design plays for me and shit. Like, he used to have, like, pretty much me just be, like, the workhorse of the offense. Uh, I don't know why. He he liked me. And I remember whenever I um I was in football, I think uh seventh grade or maybe eighth. I think eighth and seventh, I remember. And he was the head coach. And uh I just remember like going to those uh why do, why didn't you do that? Halo. 
Fucking Xbox. Hello. I mean, I guess a fair point. I I remember actually, you know what? Come to think of that, I know like I don't like the fucking speak of his name too much because I don't fuck with him. But David Michael's dad, I have like almost no respect for David, but fucking his dad, I fucking love his dad. I love Travis. Travis is like a fucking second, a third dad to me, or at least he used to be at that point. But um, I remember. Like having to go to like a uh, football. Travis is pretty fucking cool. He's though. fucking awesome, man. I, I remember. Travis. I remember having to go to football at those points. And he Travis was like was my boss at one point. At uh, Entergy? In, in, in integrity. Integrity, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Um, he got me the job over there. Yeah, he always he he promised me a job over there when I turned twenty one, and I, whenever I turned twenty one, I kind of turned him down. And honestly, I liked working there because I liked that industry, but. Like so, like Travis was partners with Tate Boudreaux. Right, yeah. Didn't Tate die or something? No, Tate's still very much alive. <laughs> Unfortunately, because listen, fuck you, Tate Boudreaux. They didn't pay worth a fuck, and Tate was a dick. <laughs> so I fucking quit, and I went go work back for Golf Island with my dad, because they were paying me a hell of a lot more, and it was harder work, but. Does he still run that shit? Like Travis? Is yeah. he still? No, no. Travis actually left. I forgot who he's working for now. Um, but last time I seen on LinkedIn, he had left. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy because he was with them forever. And he was like. He was. Legit, legitly like an owner. That seems weird to leave a place well, yeah. like that. He, uh, he, he did all of the sales and he did all of the jobs. Right. I mean, that seems crazy. I mean, he got a commission off of every single job that we went on. Every that's, fucking one. That's a fat fucking check, dog. He was making money. <laughs> it seems weird. But that, see, that's another thing that puzzles me, right? So imagine like you're like 23, 23 years old or whatever, and you start a business, and then the business gets huge, and it's like obviously being profitable at that point. It's popular. And one thing that blows my mind that people do is they'll build the company up from the ground because you're the person that obviously started it, and then they'll be like 15 years down the line, and then they'll just like sell it to somebody like not because they were doing bad but because like they wanted to maybe just be on like some sort of like vacation away from like they just didn't want to have a job anymore basically and they sell their company that they started from the ground i don't, I couldn't imagine like ever doing something like that i feel like if i start a business that's gonna be my baby until i die like because you started that shit and like you know well, you, you put your investment into it you put your time and energy into it you know right it, i feel like and i feel like if you're if you're if you did that and you started a successful company from the fucking ground up, I don't unless you're like in financial trouble or something, you should never sell that fucking business. That's crazy. Like cuz I don't know, just so much goes into you know, so much goes into to running and starting a business that like if you run a business for you're saying if I own a business, I'm in it for the money. Right. And the money talks. <laughs> right. Somebody Obviously. offers me enough. Come on, man. I'm taking it and I'm walking. Come on, man. I don't think I would, bro. Somebody offers me $70 million for my fucking business. Come on. You know what I could do with $70 million? Start a new fucking business. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, that's for sure. I mean, you can. Fuck. I guess. I don't know. Like, I don't know, man. I feel like if I was to start a business, I would just, like, stick with that bitch forever. Like, because, like... At that point, I'm just owning it. Like, I'm not gonna lie. If I owned a fucking business, I would never be there. Like, I would, <laughs> I would be that boss that like everybody could just like chill out 
around because like I would never be at the motherfucker. Like you could just fuck off as much as you want at my fucking business because my ass would never be there. I'd be up in the fucking Cancun <laughs> or fucking Colorado like every fucking day. I would never be like whenever I worked at Mathern, that guy that owned that, he started it up. He was the guy that fucking did the shits and he was there a lot. That would not be me. Can you pause it real quick? Yeah. Yeah, I gotta um I gotta Oh wait. Okay, now I started it. <laughs> okay. Donkey so Dicks. Yeah, Donkey Dicks. Okay, we're no, back now. Sorry about that guys. I had to um I had to deal with a personal conversation on the phone. It's so weird that I can just fucking... It's so awesome that I could just pause it mid-through like that. Like, oh, that's pretty great. That's so cool. Like, because, like, if you are saying some fucked up shit, you could just be like, oh, no, 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 just pause it and then think about it for a few seconds and just get your thoughts straight. <laughs> Wait a second. Should I really be saying this? Yeah, really. Or, like... But to be fair, have we really censored ourselves yet? No, I don't think, dude. You know what? I don't think we said one offensive thing yet. You know, nah, fuck them. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you have the same mindset as me, then you're probably, dude. Speaking of that, I texted Chase a few seconds ago, and I've been trying to get him on the podcast. He said, "You want me to drip it again? I'm <laughs> gonna drip, drip it again." I, I was texting him earlier, and I was like, "Dude, um, I know you gave me this CPD, and while I'm recording this podcast with Cole right now." I'm feeling fucking great. And he was like, dude, please post it. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to post it. Duh. I'm going to Snapchat him right now. <laughs> I don't even know what he's doing. I, I want to get, dude, I want to get him over Yo, here. Yo, Chase. Hey. <laughs> what up? What's up, Chase? <laughs> oh, fuck. Let me make sure I have his Snapchat. I don't even know if I do. Oh, that's a shame. I sure do. Dope. <laughs> I sure do. Sweet. Oh, you know who comes home Wednesday? Who? Austin. Austin, yes. Austin. Dude. We I... have to do a podcast with him. Dude, yes. We have to. We have to. Yes. Dude, I was talking have to, to. I was talking to him and Austin. I'm going to send him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send him one, too. <laughs> Yo, Austin. He got Austin. He, <laughs> he's getting... What up, Austin? <laughs> this dude, him and freaking old boys, just in the podcast. <laughs> um, no, what I was t- I was telling him and Al- Ashton. Savage. Yeah, I was telling him and Ashton because they're both kind of like hesitant about doing it because they said that they don't like they don't know how they would do like on, like talking in the mic or whatever. And it I was telling, dude, it's it so natu- natural. It's so natural. But Chase it, opened my Snapchat. Hey, <laughs> but I was telling both of them, I was like, bro. Eventually, when I start getting really good at doing these like long, lengthy ones like this, I'm gonna buy a four channel one. So like, me, you, Austin. Well, until then, we can just yeah, just pass. fucking well, here you go. Wire, you you might have to you might have to take some of the wire out of the what you got there. You got oh, it. I got plenty of fucking wire. It's just all fucking dude up right now. But okay. anyway, we'll just undo it up sometimes. And yeah, well, just like, a little bit. That'd be dope as fuck though, because the four channel one. Dude, that's like four hundred something bucks. But I think it'd be cool as fuck to me, you, I don't know, Chase, you, you what Chase Austin. Said? What do you say? It's a video. I don't know. Let me make sure my volume's up. I that dude in the middle of making music. Oh, they playing drums. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um. But no, I think it'd be dope as fuck I'm to have. Fat, bro. I'm getting weight. No, you're not. You're you beautiful. Sure? You're beautiful. Sure no, you're weight? beautiful, bro. I'm getting weight, bro. I'm gonna get. No, you're fat. not. No, you're not. You're not. I'm gonna be fat and bald like my fucking dad. 
Oh, no. That's okay. I mean, I love my dad, but God, that motherfucker's fat and bald. Well, he's not fat. He's thick boy, but well, it's, most of the, it's most of the beer belly. It's because he drinks so much fucking Bud Light. Dude, I feel that. Like, I I got so fucked when it comes to the gene pool, dude, because, like, well, I know for sure, like, with my hair, like, my hair is starting to fucking go. Same. And it's like, bro, Same. what the fuck, man? <laughs> my fucking dad has, like, he's in his 40s. And he's He's like 45, and he has a full head of, like, the thickest fucking hair that I've ever seen. Like, it looks like a fucking Chicano. Like, he has a fucking... But anyway, so, like, my mom on his... On my mom's side, nobody has fucking hair, dude. No fucking body. So, I got fucked. It fucking sucks. And then my dad's, like, fucking 6'2". This two. is good. Hey, you like it? I need to drip it again, honestly. <laughs> 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 it's like a it's like a gummy worm, right? That, like what you taste. Oh, this thing is dying. <laughs> I thought I was gonna hit it hard. Lightweight ass. I'm sorry, I don't really do the whole vape vape thing. Let me hold on. let me drop it again. Hold on. It's supposed to taste like gummy <sighs> gummy worms. I find it tastes like gummy worms. Tastes good, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm, God damn. Anyways, um, yeah, I got fucked in the jeans shit because my mom, nobody on my mom's side got fucking hair, but my dad got fucking hair and he's like 6'3". And what am I? I'm losing my fucking hair at 25 and I got fucking, I'm maybe 5'8", five, 5'7". Five, like, the fuck, man? Yeah, I'm the same way because, like, my mom, she's like 4'10". My dad's like my height right now. I'm not getting any bigger than this. Nope. And, uh... God, whenever it comes to my hair, though, fuck. You know, I'm trying to preserve it as long as I can just until I can get some facial hair. Because yeah. like, I don't really grow much facial hair. And I feel like if I went bald, like whenever I start shaving my head bald. Yeah, that's how you can compensate for I need it. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there needs to be some <laughs> kind of compensation because like I can't be bald on the face and bald on the head. No. You know, like I got to have, you know, one or the other. I got to have hair somewhere. Because like if not, I'm just going to feel like a fucking man child. Dude, yeah, it's like, <laughs> like I don't want to just. There should be a motherfucking like law, fucking bro. Caillou. There should be <laughs> that motherfucker have a fucking strand of hair on his head. <laughs> I feel like it should be fucking illegal because, like, you know, that's how it works, right? Like, you know, the mom side of the family is who you inherit your hair from. Yeah, and that gives me a little bit of hope too, though, because like my grandfather, he has hair, and he's like in his mid sixties, mid late sixties. Right, well, that's good. And he has he has like. Thick hair too, like and it's curly, thick. But God, I'm just if it gets any worse than it is now, I know for sure I'm gonna have to shave that bitch. Dude, your hair's not bad. What are you tripping on? Bro, here? Yeah, that ain't here? shit, dude. Receding ain't bad. Here? Bro. Nah, man. And it's cause I wear so many fucking hats all the fucking time. Man, I don't I don't know. I don't even agree with the whole hat thing. I think it's all just genetic, bro. I don't know, man, because it's not it's not as thick as it used to be. Yeah. I, and, but then again, I do get a lot of haircuts very recently. I get a haircut at least once every two months. Yeah, so you never really see your hair fully grown. I haven't seen my <laughs> hair long in a long time. I haven't seen my hair long since probably high school. Right. And I've been thinking about because, like, I've been looking at the whole, you know, long hair type of thing. I've been looking into it. And what I, what I, what I, what I really wanted to do was I wanted to keep a mullet going. Oh my god, no, dude. No, just think about it. Just think about it. Oh, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> a mullet. All right. But I gotta have like an American flag fade on the side. Okay. Get myself a pair of pit vipers, you know? Yo, hit. And just completely change my facade. No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. I'm good. Now, trust me. Okay, I trust you. 
And, and, you know, for the 4th of July, especially, you know, what I can do is I can have like starting out like by like my chops, you know, I could grow like facial hair, but like chops, you know, (laughs) sort of the chops, like blue, blue. And then, and then like the fade, the fade be like a red, like fade into a red, right? (laughs) Yes. And then that would be like the American flag. And then the mullet, the mullet straight blonde. So it's like red, white, and blue, you know? All right. All right. What's up? Go, go sit down, man. (laughs) Sorry about that. Dude, I don't, this is not, no. (laughs) Okay. So as I was saying before. (laughs) So you don't know what the fuck you said. (laughs) So like a real patriotic young gravy. Yep. Okay. And, and so I would have like the red, white, and blue going. And the and the chops with the mustache, straight blue. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. But then it would fade into a red, and it would be like a faded American flag on the side. And then I'd have the blonde mullet, but like a curly mullet, because curly runs in my family, right? So it would be like a blonde curly mullet, red American flag on the side with the fade, uh-huh. and then blue chops. But then I would have like the pit vipers, like the American like red, white, and blue pit vipers. Yeah. And then I would just be thugging it with like a wife beater, you know, and I don't know, I don't know, man. I would just be flexing like a like a looking like, a like silver Bravo. chain, like a silver chain. All right, straight patriotic young gravy. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder what happened with somebody that if they that's would've... my Fourth of July fit. Okay. I wonder what would happen to somebody in modern day that would walk out like that. They probably would get fucking like burned at the stake. For hap- no, I'm not drinking none of that shit. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Just drink that. That shit is amazing. <laughs> drink that. I'm not drinking that. Just, all right, look here. I don't care how drunk I am. I'm not drinking. No, you crazy. There. There. I mean, I'll drink that. All right, then do it. Right now. Do it. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm not doing. Do that. it. No, I. You didn't say right now. Right now. No, dude, I can't. <laughs> you guys don't right understand. I will die. <laughs> How do you want to get your tolerance up? How fuck. I'll let you go on with your freaking high, your fucking ramblings. Drink it. Dude, I'm not drinking it. Drink I'm fucking it. crazy. I'm not, not doing it. Why not? Because I you can't. You want feel- to get your tolerance up, right? You want to You want to be a man, right? Dude, what tolerance? <laughs> Tyler. Tyler. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> dude, hold up. We gotta no, don't dude, we gotta pause it. No. Dude, I can't keep fucking this. drink it. No. Drink it. I'm not drinking that. Why not? <laughs> because I can't feel my teeth. <laughs> pause it. Fuck <laughs> Sunset, this is a good podcast. 
Is it playing? Yeah, it's Are we going. Moving? Yeah, dude. Oh, fuck. He said you said you said that shit so confidently, <laughs> like this is on a level of like Joe Rogan or some shit. <laughs> this is a good fucking podcast. <laughs> he opened up with that. This is a good fucking podcast. <laughs> I think this podcast sucks ass right now. Look, fuck that. Call me daddy's girl or whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> dude. Unless you're like in our friend group, any other human being that's listening to this is gonna be like, what the fucking <laughs> fuck is this? Look, we got from like sober to like drunk to like drunk like real fast and then not to mention the fucking cbd vape yo i'm fucked up me too (laughs) because i was chiefing on that shit (laughs) (laughs) he said chiefing me too but i forgot that we put like more drops on it earlier and now that was you (laughs) yeah okay yeah not we but me for some reason felt the need to do that again got me fucked up chase okay look look got me fucked up I'm going to probably give this copy to Chase. I might edit all this shit out. I don't know. All right, look. I'm probably not going to do it because Cole's going to fucking hate me if I do nah, that. Nah, hey, bro. You know what? This is your podcast. You do what the fuck you want. But oh, I forget my fucking point. I forget the fuck I was going to say. Chase, we're high. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Chase. Um, I just want you to know that like this, all of this that you're hearing is because of you. Like, feel good. that feel Take that into your soul you and feel that us shit. up, but then feel bad because you fucked us up. Yeah, bro. Like. How, how come every time you give me something, I'm just, it, I feel like I'm amazing. Like every time I fucking, <laughs> like you got the shit. I don't know what the fuck you do with it, know, but you got the This is a good sh- podcast. Man, this is not a fucking good <laughs> podcast, dog. <laughs> like I said, anyone that's not in our friend group is going to be like, dude, I'm clicking off this shit. But Chase, anyone that's in our friend group's dying. I only drank about three glasses of whiskey, but I had to step out for fucking air, bro. <laughs> I had to step up for air. Yo, we should post that shit to Twitter. Whatever the name of that alcohol is, <laughs> McKenna. Look, I had to step out for air, motherfucker. <laughs> McKenna, McKenna bottled and bond. <laughs> you had me wanting and to chase. St- yeah, yeah. You had me wanting to step out of the to get the air. That's how good your shit is. <laughs> it's not the alcohol. That's one hell of a fucking it's not slogan. The alcohol. <laughs> oh yeah, but that can't be their slogan, right? It's not the alcohol. <laughs> that has to be all about the alcohol. <laughs> Dude, you know what's fucking even crazier is I haven't hit this bitch in like I don't know, fucking in like an hour. Like this shit just lasts, bro. This shit's like a fucking ninety five Toyota. <laughs> I think when I started coughing my ass off, that's whenever it fucking hit. Yeah, true. Whenever you was dying, that's when I felt like you came alive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a beautiful fucking words right there. Yeah, that's some beautiful words. I don't even remember what the fuck I said. Put it in the song. Whenever you started coughing, that's whenever it like brought you alive. <laughs> that's beautiful words. When you started coughing, that's whenever you came in alive. <laughs> the fuck did <laughs> You just go backwards on my ass. This nigga just loopy looped me. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, fuck. Who texted me? God damn it. I hope it's not important. Uh, no, I mean like. Oh, it's Brianna. Oh, what's she sending? Oh, she's probably like, y'all sound like fucking idiots in there. <laughs> no, my mom sent her a friend request on Facebook. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God, dude. Okay, check this out. Off topic real quick. The dude that sold me my, my uh, 240 outside, my purple one, mm-hmm. me and my cousin went all the way to Mississippi to get that bitch, right? And then old boy just texted me just now saying that he will take, okay, keep in mind, I bought that car to outside for $600 just to shell, but I bought it, right? $600. He's texting me right now. Man, I regret getting rid of that car. I should have never fucking got rid of that car. Don't give it back. And he care. just texted 
I know that's definitely what I'm feeling. Even high Tyler says, keep the car. That's good. But anyway, so this guy is texting. He's offering double for it back. Dude, it's more than double. How Guess much? what he's offering me for it? 3200 4500 No. Oh, no. Don't do it. He's offering you almost seven times what you paid him for it for. No. I don't understand it. No. That's still a lot. Like even No, because there might be some shit that he just found out that you don't know yet about that car that you can find out and make five times what he's offering you. Dude, I don't <laughs> I don't even know if he's trying to swindle me, man, but you're making me feel like he's wanting to swindle me. <laughs> he's trying to low-key swindle you. He's trying to be cool with you and offering you a good deal. Dude, but that's so crazy. As right? compared to what you paid without right. knowing what you have. Dude. I- imagine- you talking about the IROC? Huh, what? That's not an IROC, is it? Iraq Z? Yeah. Camaro? Sound like it. No, what you have right now. Oh, me? No, fuck no. What is that? I thought she was talking about... No, okay. <laughs> I, I got a Nissan no. 240 SX. Look, I bought that car for $600, dude. If I'm running a fucking business like Best Buy or fucking... I don't know, any fucking business. What kind of profit is that? $600 and I make $4,500 off of it? That's almost a 700% profit. Yeah. It's like, why the fuck is he? Almost. Almost. Look, you don't... But here's the thing. Like I'm saying, if you don't sell it, there's probably something that he knows that he just found out about that car that you can do to that car to make up five times more what he's offering you. Yeah. I mean, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, even... I don't know. Like... You... I don't know. Like, start... Start looking shit up. Start, start watching the most recent car shows. Start, sure you start don't get doing fucked, some shit, bro. Start doing some shit. Get that car maxed out. Okay, put your money into it, and then maybe you can drop like thirty-two thousand for that bitch. Right. Well, the thing is about those cars is the reason. Okay, so picture that. Picture that in your mind, real quick. Right. It's the car was built in nineteen ninety-two. Now, I can get what is it like? That's fucking the, thirty years. That's the model before the Skyline came out, huh? Uh, it was all during the same time. They all had them all popping out in the freaking early to mid nineties, well late nineties, well the, yeah, the whole nineties really. That's probably. <sighs> but anyway, like I so if you max that bitch out, you could probably get like a good like twenty k for it. It. It's timeless. One of those timeless cars. It, it it is, but it's only to a very select group of people. But the thing is about the two four. But you get into. You get your word out into that group of people, they will pay money for a car like that. Well, yeah, because the thing is about these cars is, I've talked about this on a podcast before, but the thing about these cars is everyone that gets them wants to drift them and beat them up and just like <coughs> not care about them, right? That's so, like, that's like check it out. Let me explain it to you like this. It's like, okay, you see this bottle of McKenna? Oh, yes, The bottle of McKenna cost me $50. Okay. $50. Now, I know what this bottle is. I know what this alcohol is because I know the community. I know the group a little bit more than the average Joe. Right, right, right. It's like knowing the market. Let's say the average fucking Joe will had he came into a little bit of money that tonight went it off a scratch off or something like that. He went to the liquor store. He just seen this random bottle of McKenna sitting on the fucking sitting on sitting, you know, on the shelf. Twenty five dollars. He bought it. Now, they down marked the fuck out of it because that liquor store didn't know what the fuck they had. And it just sits on the shelf, you know, it just sits on the shelf. And he's like, man, I ain't never going to drink that shit. He sells it to his partner for $5. His partner gets into the community, starts learning about bourbon. Oh, shit, that bottle that I have, 
Well, that or, or or no, he he does. He he realizes, oh fuck, that bottle that I had is actually worth eighty dollars, ninety dollars. But I just ordered my partner for five. Let me go ahead and try to sell it, try to buy it back for twenty, so I can make a sixty dollar profit off of it by selling it for its market value, which is like eighty dollars. That's what he's doing to you. All right. So I wouldn't sell it. Keep it. Because you might not realize what you have because you're not in that Nissan street racing community. Well, yeah. Well, exactly. Well, even without all of that, my first, even with $4,500 off of my initial $600 investment, even though he says he has $4,500. How much you put into it? $600. That's it? I'm serious. But like what I'm saying you is, is to, you need to focus on getting that car to its max level. If you spin, if you drop, <laughs> if you start dropping, talking to me like a stockbroker, quality fucking money into that car, you can raise that car's value any day of the week. Oh, I know. Yeah. New intake, new, you know, transmission, new everything, drive shaft, new whatever you got. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I completely understand. I understand what Turbo. you're saying. Turbo. But the only max that bitch out. But the thing, the thing I'm trying to say is, even though someone's asking me, saying they have forty five hundred dollars to play with for my car, they're still even me being in the state that I am right now. I was never at one point like sell it. Never. I was like, I want that car. I'm never selling this car. So, I mean, that just shows how much I love the fucking thing. Think about it though. You know, let's say you was to get that bitch one hundred percent. You only paid six hundred dollars for the car. Let's yeah. let's say you drop. Let's say you drop ten thousand dollars into it. That's ten thousand dollars six hundred. That's ten thousand six hundred dollars, and you get that bitch perfect, fucking perfect. Anybody in the world would spend whatever for it. Right. Yeah. And you sell that bitch for seventy thousand dollars. You just made a sixty thousand dollar profit, almost fifty nine thousand four hundred. Right. Yeah. You just made a giant fucking profit off of that car because they didn't know what they were selling, and you raise them. You raise the value of it more than what you were putting into it. So you was making a profit, right? Would you willing? Would you be willing to sell it for that? Like that? In that scenario? No, I mean I don't think so. Like no, no. Well, well I don't know. Like I, I agree with you. I agree. Definitely agree with you for sure. If somebody I, was all, was to offer you seven thousand dollars, seventy thousand dollars. After you just put ten thousand dollars into it. Oh no, yeah, I get what you're saying. The, just the thing I'm trying to say is, is like, even like, I, like forty five hundred dollars for that car. Obviously, what you're saying is it's a great investment. I'd make a lot of money on it, right? Definitely. But it's just the thing is, is like, that car means something else to me. It's weird. It's not even in like a money state. Like, literally, I probably wouldn't sell that car, even though that car is probably worth forty five hundred dollars at the end of the day. But even though somebody would walk up to me right now and be like, "All right." I don't know, $15,000 for the car. I wouldn't be like, oh my God, here, yes, please. I'll, I'll actually have to like think about that for like two seconds and then my initial reaction right after that would be like, no, fuck that. I want this car. Like, I don't know. It's weird. It's not a money thing with that car. It's just so, like, so I love it. That's a priceless, that's yeah. a priceless car to you. Yeah, because whenever I was, whenever I turned 16. Why that one? Because whenever I turned 16, my uncle Brandon hit me, uh, told me one day, he's like, I'm going to buy your first car. I always thought that I would have to work for my first car, which I kind of did because I never ended up being able to actually drive the bitch. But anyway, so he gave me a 240 on my 16th birthday. He literally told me, texting me, hey, come to my house. I said, all right, cool. I went over there. He had two 240s sitting right next to each other. One was S13, one was S14. 
He's like, drive both of them, see which one you like, whatever which one you want, that's that one's yours. So I was like, fuck yeah, man. So I drove both. I like the S13, which is one that I have right out there right now. Why do you like the S13 over the S14? Well, um, it's a little bit more of like a raw feeling when you're driving it. Whenever you drive the S14, it feels like a like a little a, bit more automatic. Yeah, like yeah, like you, it just feels like more like a mom car. But when yeah. you drive the S13, everything's so much more raw. Everything's just it's not as smooth, right? It's it, a little bit more, you but, know. But you like bit. that. But you like that, and that's part of the reason why I chose the S13. Well, anyway, so um, I ended up finding out that the you know the insurance would be very expensive for a car like that at that time because at that time I think it, it was considered a sports car, and I never ended up being able to drive it because I was I couldn't afford that type You're of insurance. Yeah, I couldn't afford that type of insurance, so I ended up having to give them give it back to my uncle and I was never able to actually drive it. So, you know, every day when I think about me having that car and I'm just like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. Cause I, I always wanted one. And now that you finally have one, that car means more to you than any money could. I think so. I think so. Yeah. It's weird because I built it. I, whenever I got that car out there, it was just a shell. It was just the body. I put the engine in it. I put the transmission in it. I did all the swapping between all the cars I did, all the electrical. Well, I had I had help, of course, but I did a lot of it, and so it's like I, I literally built that bitch, suspension and all, like everything. That means more to you than anybody could spend on it, right? Because you put your time and your work and your effort into it. Oh, yeah, that's staying up to like it's fucking pride. 11. Yeah, for <clears> sure. that's pride. You're you're proud of yourself, and that's something good to have. For that's sure, that's good. That's really good. It's like it's like whenever you're it's like whenever you're in high school and it's like you you know you're driving that car back from home to school and it has like a personal feeling to it because mm-hmm. like you were that was your car whenever you were in high school like that's so cool right like memories has a lot of memories had a lot of good stuff that goes with that you know then and I think you didn't you wreck yours right didn't you wreck your uh you had a Ranger My right first one yep it was a Red Ranger yeah I had a it was a two thousand five. Uh, Deep, well, it was, it was red. It was a red uh, Ford Ranger. It was a, a <clears throat> four point liter. Yeah, you had the six uh, cylinder. Six cylinders, yeah, and uh, it wasn't a crew cab. It was an extended cab. It had the bucket seats in the back. Oh, that's cool. And it only had about maybe a hundred twenty thousand miles on it. Fuck. And um, this was ten years after it came out. You know, it was well. Damn, they hold their fucking value, man. Let's not really. I mean, only got, only got like two thousand for it. After it got totaled. Oh really? Yeah. God damn, dude, that's crazy. They but fucked you. I used that as a down payment for a Toyota Tacoma. Yeah. The, the Tacoma that I just traded in for that Tundra. Oh no! So that one had a lot of cement, sentimental to you too. That one there was a lot more sentimental than any other vehicle that I had. Yeah, I almost. Well, I only had three vehicles, including the one that I have now in my first one. I remember trying to talk you out of getting a new truck, <clears throat> and part of the reason was is because of that man. That like that truck was, it's been around, you know. That's why whenever I sold my Ranger, remember my great Ranger I used to have. Mm-hmm. Whenever I sold that bitch, I don't give a fuck if anybody hears this. I fucking cried when I sold that bitch. I swear to God. I didn't want to trade my Tacoma in either, but it was, I got a kid now, you know, I, yeah. I needed something bigger. I need some, I need something to, you know, be able to handle, you know, a family. And safer. Know. It's something safer for sure. Yeah. Too. So I went ahead, bit the bullet and I traded in the, the 07 Tacoma for a 2021 uh, Toyota. No, it's a 20. Sorry. My mistake. It's a 2020 Tundra. White, it's got it's the it's a V8 5.7 liter, right? Um, 
how much they gave you for the trade in? They actually gave me, I think it was fifty two hundred. Damn, fifty two hundred. That's crazy, man. Yeah, but, but also then, so awesome. But then I put some down, so I mean that helped a, lot, a little bit too. And then I don't know. I mean, it's I, I love it. I mean, yeah, I have another note now, but I have a new truck. I have a safer truck. It's more updated. It you know it's it's not as beat up. Yeah, and it's Toyota, you know, so you can try Toyota, so it's gonna, you know, that's that might be something that I could pass down to Carson. Oh yeah, day, for know? sure. I mean, because th- that's the thing about Toyota; they hold their value and they last forever. Right. Well, that's the thing I was about to get into. It's like Ford, Chevy, Nissan, all of those companies. They've taken like a big quality back step from like the '90s to like the mid to like to where we are now. But Toyota, them motherfuckers have been at the same quality expectations since they've been around, dude. Like. Yeah. They never fall off. That's why they're the it's number like one. They're them, the number one. Them old 80s style Chevys or those, you know, F100s, you know, they if you take care of them, those those trucks will last you for so long. Oh yeah, it's insane how long they'll last you, dude. But this new shit that they have? No, it's all poo. This it's all made out of, you know, this cheap ass metal, this none of this shit that that that's really going to do much for you. Yeah, the fucking frames not even iron anymore. It's fucking it's aluminum. It's like they they just they get hit with everything like like how hard like they get hit with every single thing like the dealers like the dealerships and all like they have like they have like whenever they're designing a car they have to they have to be by so many freaking like guidelines and stuff to sell their car so it's like everything's so expensive I don't even remember why the fuck I said that but I said it Cole you're fucking crazy why are you doing that again What are you doing? <laughs> oh, you got to do it on the table. Oh, I got to do it on the table. Yeah, you got to do it on the table, and whenever you blow it on the table, it's, you just you just blow it out. But make sure it like kind of like creeps out of your mouth. Yeah, so you want it to sit to the bed. Yeah, there you go. And then you run your hand through it. Perfect. <laughs> Get a little lower. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk to Bree about your fingering skills. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still there. You're good. I wouldn't dare hit that fucking vape again. You're just. I mean, fuck that, dude. Especially if you fucking hold that shit in your lungs. Run your hand through it like this. It goes like a wave. <laughs> I don't know. I'm fucked up. Yeah, me too. Put this down. Yeah, uh, please. I don't know. I, I should probably keep this thing away from you. <coughs> I don't know. No, I'm going to leave it right here. Fuck it. God, fuck it, huh? Yeah, why would it, Why would I matter how fucked up you are? I mean, you can always stay here if you're that fucked up. I mean, it doesn't matter. Fuck it. No, it's okay. I trust Brianna with my truck. Oh, for real? She's, She's dri- Look, women can't fucking drive, but Brianna can fucking drive. Okay. It's Bro, I don't know how I found this woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I have zero complaints. I have a, I have a problem. Yeah. I come to her about it. She listens and she fixes it. <laughs> <laughs> but more importantly, she listens. 
Who I have never sound like a simp. I've I've learned how to be a healthy partner. So I started attributing my healthy partner traits into my daily life and into my relationship. And she reciprocates the healthy relationship energy. I don't know how she does it, but she does. (laughs) She does. And it makes me, you know, it makes me feel like, oh, fuck. She's not toxic. This is wonderful. <laughs> this is weird. I'm not used to this. And and so like I just feel like I'm I'm still growing. Like I'm growing through this because like I'm learning how to like accept a healthy partner. Yeah. Finally. Okay, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And it's like oh. It's like do, stepping into a hot tub. Do I do I underreact? Do I overreact? Mm. Do I, am I telling her that I appreciate her too much? Like what Oh yeah. Okay, no, I gotta step my game up. That could be a problem. Do I make her feel? How do I make her feel now? Like, yeah. Because like, here's the thing: like, she makes me want to just like make her happy. Yeah. Like, I just want to see her happy because like she, I've never had somebody who treats me like I want to be treated. Oh, I, I've never like like yeah you know like that's it's the golden great, rule. You know, bro. She she takes care of the house. You know she has her thing her own thing going on, but she makes me feel secure. Like, she reassures me whenever I'm feeling insecure. She tells me that, like, you know, she, 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 she compliments me. Like, like, I've always felt like, you know, I didn't look good enough for, you know. Yeah, I feel that. And she, she'll just come out and tell me, like, hey, you look really good. Like, you look nice, by the way. Hmm. Like, oh, I like that about you. You know, I like this. And it makes me feel really good about myself. And then, like, she'll just list, like, I'll I'll be having a bad day at work or, or like, you know, I'm just in a bad mood. Something happened and it'll just, you know, put me in a, you know, a shitty funk and I can just talk to her about it. And she'll give me, you know, like advice or she'll tell me what to think. And she'll be like, hey, have you thought about it like this? Or, hey, you know, like, she's real calm. Yeah. Like, even if she can tell, like, I'm getting irate, she'll be like, hey, look, okay, um... Listen, I don't want to come off as mean. I don't want to come off as rude. But, like, I'm saying this because it's in your best interest. And I know that you're feeling some some type of way. But, like, this is what I think. Shit. And then, like, I don't know. She's just, like, she's really, like, mature and, like, confident about the things that she says to me. And I don't know. It just kind of makes me feel a little bit more comforted, comforted to know that, like, I'm finally in a position in my life to where, like, I have a partner who is, you know, they they're not on that very like immature communication level. Like, like I have somebody who, you know, communicates like she can understand how I'm feeling. She thinks about it before she says something. And then she tries to make me feel comfortable in the situation that I'm in whenever I'm coming to her about issues that I have, whether it's with her, whether it's, you know, it's with, with, you know, not with her. And I don't know. She just, she takes me into consideration and it's not something that I've had, you know, very often like i just i feel like i haven't in a lot of my previous relationships i just feel like like i haven't been taken into consideration and i finally feel like i have somebody who they think about how i feel about things they 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 think about 
you know, how I'm going to react, you know, how, cause like they know what I've been through. They know my triggers. Cause like, I'm very open about that type of thing. Whenever I'm getting serious with somebody, I tell them about my love language. I, I let them know about the triggers that I have. Like, Hey, look, you know, this happened to me in the past. So I might be acting this way sometimes whenever this comes up, you know, like I, I want you to understand where I'm coming from and how I feel. So I let you know that so that way you know how I react to certain things. So that way you know how to approach situations with me in the right way i'm high <laughs> finish that whole freaking tangent i'm high <laughs> oh my but gosh. i finally found somebody who you know i feel like treats me right well it's cool the way i feel like i should be treated right well it's cool like part of the, i feel like um being able to absorb the things that are happening is like growth in itself because like i know like sometimes like victoria is doing all of these things around me like that i don't even notice because she's so good at it and she's so good yep that like it um it's like you have to learn to notice those things because you get so used to just it happening almost like going back to your childhood right you know you just expected dinner to be ready you just you know automatically thought oh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna eat tonight because somebody is going to fix me food for sure yeah it's almost like that you know maybe not that exact scenario but it's the same process like oh you just expect this to happen you just expect that to happen because you're so accustomed to it it's all you know now and the same thing happens whenever you start staying with somebody whenever you start living with somebody whenever you're married to somebody whenever you're spending every single day of your life with that person you you start to notice the things that they do and you get used to it so you don't start noticing that they're actually doing this to benefit both of you and you included to to really thank them and appreciate them because like growing up oh you never thought to really thank your mom for making dinner you just always thought okay that's what moms do yeah it's like her job that's what mom yeah exactly like that's part of what moms do they make dinner so it's a thankless. So you already have it in your head that it's a thankless job. Like, pretty much. So right. you don't really think, oh, you know, damn, they have to do this. And I think, I think, the re like, okay, I think it's different because like, and like, I'm not trying to say anything about the fact that like you and Victoria have been together for like fucking forever because because I think that's amazing and I I think that's great for y'all. Mm-hmm. But I think whenever like you're single and you're living by yourself. And you have to learn how to do all these things yourself. Whenever somebody moves in with you and they start taking over those roles that they know what to do. Yeah. They start playing their part. You start dropping that or or you never had to really deal with having to do that yourself because you've been with them for so long. Whenever you finally get a place together and you're finally on your own to where you have to do that. They're already doing it for you, which is good for you and Victoria because y'all already know y'all roles with each other, you know, naturally, comfortably. That's probably all she knows, you know. You got a bottle of water? My mouth is dry. Um, There's one in the living room. All right, I'm going to grab that bitch. All right, cool. <laughs> Holy fuck it. What do you mean? <laughs> Dude, I, did, I just pressed play. What do you mean? Dude, like, we were going for, like, I don't I know. Fuck right now, because look, the timer's still going. No, I just pressed it, dude. Just now. I just had it paused, but then I pressed play just now. Talking, but then how the fuck is it only like fucking two hours and 37 minutes? Because that's how long we've been going, but without me having to repause it, it's probably at like two, two, thousand, ah, two hours and 50 minutes now. <laughs> I don't know. 
I'm so confused. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm just saying that, like, whenever you went out, I, I paused it. And yeah, I, but that was like an hour nine. I don't even remember anymore. I feel like it's a bad idea to try to track this. We're going to end up blowing our brains up. No, let's just track it. <laughs> I can't remember. All right, look. You know what? This is your podcast. What do you want to do? I don't know. Do you want to go play Call of Duty? I mean, yeah. We're going to have to end this bitch anyways. Is yeah. recording right now? Yeah. Okay, right now it's recording, yes. God, what the fuck? Okay. And well, I... <laughs> Look, I don't know if you recorded the last fucking hour and a half. I don't even know either. <laughs> we could have been going for like five hours. Who knows? But we were talking about some shit. Yes, and I was just going to wrap it up because we... Okay, but anyway, if okay, if you stuck around this long, you're a fucking trooper. If you didn't judge either one of us, you're a real fucking trooper. You belong, you belong in heaven. But thank you. Don't judge us. Yeah, please don't judge us. And if you do, I mean, honestly... <laughs> we I'm were gonna, raised fucked up. I'll wipe my ass with your fucking judgment. I don't give a fuck. But anyway... <laughs> Cole, do you have anything you want to say before I? No. Okay. That's good enough. <laughs> Bye, guys. Savory. Bye, guys.